hardwired from the refinery at 1630 Meeting Street in Charleston, USA. Barely Live, back page edition with your sexy ass hosts, Paul Puckett and Mike Benson. Okay, you can use some of our American Express miles to get your tickets. Listen up. I'm going to go with Florida. And not me. I think your bedazzled jeans are too tight. No, I don't think so. This is a birthday party, right? actually made it. Well, how many times have we told people we were going to record and then just, you know, didn't? Whoa. Imagine that. <laughs> Starting off. <laughs> That's a little Quaker City Night Hoss for you, though, actually. Yeah. Let me, uh, you know, I'm, I'm two-timing over here. We got so much going on, right. Paul. Let's, let's do one more of these. Ah, they're happy. They're happy. Happy to have us back. I like it. We're starting off with uh, Quaker City Nighthawks, a little band out of Dallas. Right. The song's called Colorado. Sounds pleasant. I think we maybe should feature more songs and play and be like, hey, this is a song that I liked lately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of let the people have it. But without further ado, Mike Benson. Hey, what's up, guys? And nice I'm Paul see. Puckett, and this is the back page. Yeah, I mean, this is a stripped-down version, which maybe all you guys ever get again. <laughs> but Who knows? Yeah, we, it's, just, it's hard these days to ground everybody up, so we've decided not to try to do that. Uh, we actually, what are we, were we having lunch and kind of decided to do this? It was kind of like, let's just get the ball rolling again. Yeah. Just you and me, uh, make it simple. Um, and then, of course, if the other fellows can dive in here and there and yeah. make it happen, then yeah, we will do that. But for now, it might just be the Mike and Paul, yeah, the old back page. We already do the the back page of Southern Culture on the Fly, which, by the way, is not dead. Despite what you may have heard, uh, it's just under new ownership. Yeah, it has it has new pet owners. Yeah, I guess you can call them or new. Yeah, whatever. Caretakers. Why am I trying to come up with something new? Uh, you already explained uh, it. Yeah, but yeah. So those guys have uh, they've already released their first issue. Uh, me and Paul are still on the back page, right where you left us. Um, so go check those guys out. Southern Cultural on the Fly. Yeah, but this is now the back page uh, version. Via sound waves. And we got, I don't even know if we're really going to have a call-in uh, guest. We've got all kinds of stuff to talk about, though. We've got some little, you know, some of our new sponsors like we always do. Yeah. Always have a sponsor or 10 trying to get on TV. Yeah. Well, radio, whatever this is. Uh, I've got all kinds of things to uh, talk about. Speaking of TV, though, we, we do have a little uh, snippet from the Fly Fishing Oscars. Uh, oh, yeah, that happened Sunday night. The same yeah. night as the normal Oscars, which yeah. I thought was kind of weird. Definitely gets overshadowed by the real Oscars. Yeah. But, you know, uh, so we, we, we've got some uh, hot takes from the red carpet there. Because it is fly fishing movie season, isn't it? In the oh film God, tour yeah. going on. Tour is going around. It'll be here this month. 
I can't go to it because it's like uh, I don't think I can either. I'll be in Pennsylvania seeing it's Easter weekend, isn't it? I don't even remember. It's March something, end of March. I thought it was April eighth. Maybe it's April. I don't. <laughs> I just remember it's a weekend, and I work weekend, so I can't do yeah. it regardless. That means beer will not be spent, spilled on me, but I will not be there anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I just spill a beer on you somewhere else. I listened to an old Barely Live today just to kind of get the vibe. Yeah. Uh, it was like episode twenty seven, and it was the episode right after like you spilled beer on me the second time, <laughs> and you go well. This time I decided to not come to it after drinking all day, and I thought that would help my chances, but somehow I still spilled beer on you. Yeah, yeah, I had a run there. I tattooed the back of some old lady's head one time because I spit beer everywhere, and then I yeah, dropped yeah. a few beers on people's laps. Yeah. I mean, one time, like you said, you reminded on the on the Barely Live episode that that was the day that you spent all day fishing to get the popping cork like, oh, or something along the... You yeah. spent all day fishing. Yeah, I fished all day. And you came in with those Mike is drunk eyes that are like, <laughs> somehow your eyes get small and they fill up. You can see the whole circle of your people. <laughs> and you can just tell that, uh-oh. Like, it's like, and I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, neither have I. I it's been yeah. a hot minute. I mean, especially now with the baby around. It's The baby. Yeah. I mean, it, it's fine and Danny. Like, I, I, I'll have a drink. I'm having one right now. But the thing is, like, that baby wakes up at, like, 6 a.m. every day. She don't care. Do you want to guess the last time we recorded? Um, let's see. It's been a hot minute. I mean, do you think you've had the baby? Have you ever recorded since you've had the baby? I'm going to say no. March 27th is the last time we've done so this. So a year ago, almost. Was that with Jay? Let's yeah, see, probably. A day in late March. No, because he was here during tailing season. Yeah, isn't that correct? It's been almost a year since we've done this. Yeah. Um, that is sad. Lots happened. Lots happened, which is why we don't need a whole lot of help to fill this show up. Um, when was baby born? July 23rd. Wow. So, yeah, so July was baby, and so she's going on She's going on eight months old now. Uh, is she seven going on eight months? It's like yeah. they grew up so fast. I swear, though, like I'm as soon as she hits a year old, she's no longer. There's no more months. I'm not doing that. I hate yeah. that crap. Like, how old's your baby? It's oh, the he's best. Thirty six months no, old. You have like, to do it to her too. Stop it, man. You have to. Why? And you will. Uh, why? I promise you will. There's no reason to use months That's because like, she's a year old. Because if she's Done. a year and a half. Or you want to say more than a year and a half, and like you're like, no. Oh, you want to brag about that? She's I don't know. It's a weird I, deal. I, eighteen months will. somehow. Eighteen months doesn't sound weird to me when people say eighteen months because you're right. That's a year and a half. That's like that's a delineation mark. Yeah. But don't give me no sixteen months or twelve months. No, I think I did use year and a half a lot. Like I st- yeah. I started stalling on the months after yeah. a year and a half because at that point it's like. But don't don't give me no twenty one months. Like I don't yeah. care. Like. <laughs> At that point, you just say almost two. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, she's almost two. She'll be two here. Yeah. In, she'll be two here in two months. Here, here. Yeah, here. that's how you do it. I mean, I just, I can't stand the people that go months all the time. It's like I was hard on the week thing. Like, once we got to a certain age, oh, I was like, no man. more weeks. We're at a month. Yeah. It's now in months. Yeah. We do months. That now. was a big day for you. It was. <laughs> it's like the, the shit that I have, like, I've lost control of in my life. I got to have something, Paul. You yeah, gotta, like, I know. You got to give me something. Should we just go ahead and just hear what the deal is with the boat? Let's not make that a segment. Let's just hear right now during intro bullshit talk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Um, I spent all day working on her today, so I, I'm in the final. So you're in possession of the boat. She's back at home, yeah. She... Yeah. Well, they're all women, Paul. I know. Um, <laughs> so she's she's back at home, but she uh, 
Waiting on the platform. We've been waiting on welders. It's been a whole thing. Okay. I don't want to even get into it. So but the, the platforms are at Bugs, though. That's yeah. his deal? That's Well, okay. it's... Yeah, so he's doing it. He still hasn't quite got his whole welding thing together yet, but okay. um, in theory, we'll have that done this week, I hope, okay. and then we can I can get it over there and bolt it down, but paint's done, motor's mounted. Um, I'm going to... Next, next week, she's going to go for a bath. She's going to go splash. We're going to break the motor in. Um, completely wired. Oh, wow. I've already wired her... Completely excited about that splash, dude. You have no idea. Like it's it's gonna feel so good. To, well, I, here I'll feel a lot better about it once I get her wet and I realize that she's not taking on water from somewhere that yeah. I forgot to do something. You know. Yeah, yeah. And then once uh, I got to get twenty hours on her so that I can do the service, and then uh, hopefully somewhere in there mount the platforms, get all that on there. I'm working with the guys at Deckett to try to get uh, just. Get the decking on the platform and the casting platform. Uh, I don't really care about my undergunnels right now. That can wait till I get back. That's just cosmetic. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, oh, like where you'd put foam or something? So yeah. Yeah. Cause, but I, I need it under my feet because that boat has to go to the Keys. So then it's uh, And that is May. Second week of May. Week okay. before The week before Mother's Day, we'll be down there for a week. Um, but yeah, so I got to. And then, you know, in there, I got to run her. I'm going to pick some kind of snotty days and just take her out and beat the piss out of her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, just shake any gremlins loose to see if there's anything I forgot to tighten gremlins or. Gremlins loose. That's what it is, man. You don't want. I'd rather deal with gremlins here on home turf than deal with them in Isla Mirada when you're. We'd rather be fishing. So yeah. that's, that's the plan. I mean, she's almost. I mean, it's literally like in the scope of a project this big. We're done. I mean, it's, it's just I'm tying up loose ends, but you know, there's always it's a 30 year old boat, man. There's always loose. I spent all day just working on replacing uh, hub bearings and you know re-greasing and packing, and I got to order new bearing buddies. And then it, I checked my tongue, like the insert on the tongue. I was like, man, there's a little rust on the underside of this thing. I tapped it. I was like, yeah, sounds solid. I'm like, you know what? Let me just pull this thing out of here and just take a look at it, make sure it's in good shape. Half of it was gone, Paul. Like where there should the have tongue, been metal. What tongue are you talking about? The part of the trailer that actually attaches to your truck. Oh, yeah, the yeah. ball. Gotcha. The, yeah. Gotcha. Well, yeah, in yeah. my case, it's a, an aluminum I-beam trailer. So there's two I-beams come together, and this tongue is galvanized steel that just uh-huh. or galvanized aluminum that goes in there and bolts into the I-beams. And it sticks out, and that's what you hook to your truck. Well, the part I couldn't see inside of that yeah, aluminum. Yeah, the little f- thing that moves around. It was 80% gone. Uh, like the rust had just dissolved eighty percent of that tongue in there. So yeah. I like I, which is going to happen. Eventually. That thing would have snapped in half at eighty miles an hour somewhere in the middle of Florida at two a.m. Yeah, and I would have. That would have been the end of my boat. It would have went yeah, shooting off into good. outer space. Yeah, that thing would have popped off. <laughs> it would have been. You're just driving <laughs> your boat. Oh man, your boat does look good. I mean, I always put safety chains on her, but I don't know how much they'd hold on at eighty when that I beam hit the pavement and just fucking uh, upended dude. that thing. So, yeah, so I'm glad I pulled that out, but now i got to replace that. It's just always something. I mean, every the more you dig and the more you try to, like, be like, all right, I'm going to go through this thing with a fine-tooth comb. At some point, you're just like, you're screaming uncle. I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, fuck, stop. I don't want to find anything else. You it's kind of like, why do I want to go to the mailbox? I'm just going to find something <laughs> I don't want to deal with. Exactly. Or open your email or anything else. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, uh, but it's good. It's good. My in-laws are in town for a month. Um, so I'll be able to use them as a babysitter to get all this stuff done. Cause yeah. the baby, you know, if, if me and Joanne are both in the boat, I can take the baby in the boat, but I'm not, yeah. she's not old enough to like pop her in the boat with me solo just yet. So I think Piper, we put her in the boat for the first time last June. So she would have been basically a year and a half old. Oh no, this baby's going in. She's going in before she hits a year. I'm yeah. sure. But I'm just, I'm just saying that's the first time Piper went yeah. in. 
in a boat. I think Alex had his babies in a boat like at six, seven months or something. Yeah, I mean, granted, she'll be in somebody's arms and wrapped yeah. in a damn life preserver, but still, uh, I, I got nothing but plans for for family vacation or family outings this year. So I plan on Piper seeing the boat <clears throat> this summer quite a bit. Yeah, well, might we'll, even go solo. We'll we'll be out there. Yeah, now I'm not. Yeah, I'm a couple years from probably solo. And, and I've got a tiller, so it probably wouldn't be a good move. Was well, yeah, because you can't keep your hands. We'll go on. in your boat, or we'll go in Ben's boat. We can do. We can tag team. We can mm-hmm. just uh, have a, a daddy daughter day out there. On daddy daughter day. Daddy daughter day. So I'm sipping on wine, maybe for the first time ever during a barely live recording. I don't yeah, know. It's classy. I I've like got it. rum back there too. If you want some rum, we brought some beers. We might even go over to the, the whale after this just to have a beer, maybe. You might. Yeah, we might have, yeah. To have one. That's I mean, fun. it's 7 o'clock. We'll be done We'll by be done with nine. this. Yeah, we'll be done by 9. All right. Well, um, the other things we got, you just got back from Seychelles. Should yeah. Pro- how many trips have you been on since since last well, March? <laughs> <laughs> well, I went, like, Jackson, went to Wyoming, did my Texas Port O'Connor trip. Oh. Uh, and if it was last March, then I went to Mexico. I went to the Keys. So I actually, I was going to say I have nothing to add, but I, if, no, it, if yeah. we recorded in March, then I was in the Keys in May, so I at least Yeah, had and you had hunting there. in the fall? No, I didn't actually. Oh, that's right. So on the first year in the history. I'm thinking of, Doug. Doug, Doug yeah. got himself a big old elk. I, I saw that one, too. No, I didn't. I didn't I didn't sit. Actually, I'm going pig hunting, though, uh, in a couple of weeks. Oh, cool. Where? Uh, down. Yeah, well, down closer to the Savannah River. I, Long story short, my brother-in-law called me. Some dude won something in a raffle, but couldn't go on the dates that were available. So we bought it off of him, and it Perfect. was like you know, I don't know, a couple hundred bucks each. And he probably already had it half price. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So we paid him. We paid for it like it's a couple hundred dollars each, and we're going to spend three days pig hunting some hunting lodge down mm-hmm. wherever. Like it, it, it doesn't bother me, but it it frustrates me when you go to these banquets and here's a trip to Argentina, eight thousand dollars, and somehow people get it and. Yes, the person donated it, so they they're not getting any they're money writing no it off. matter what. Yeah, they're writing it off. But to see some of those trips go for like two thousand dollars sometimes, yeah. so I was like, "Come on, y'all!" Let's, but at the same time, like, I it's free like, money. Yeah, it's free money. But at the same time, I still look at like that, like you know, that person may not have been able to afford the eight thousand dollars. So, like, well, sure, but the, the, yeah. if they can get it for that, great. Yeah. It's just amazing how often you see these trips go for. Like, yeah. if I donate a painting. And it goes for two hundred bucks. I'm just kind of like, what fucking sucks. Yeah, like why did I give you that painting? Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know. And at the BTT event this past November, I think it was, I, I made a pretty cool painting. And you think it could be some big money in that crowd? And there's some more stuff that kind of went into that event that I wasn't too happy with, like how far away our part of the thing was from the from the science yeah. little clinics. And I feel like the only time people came was during the hour they had for lunch. Yeah. And there was a lot of other prints. I had this really cool original painting, I thought, and it didn't even get bid on. Oh, wow. So they, they kept it for, like, their New York event, which yeah. hopefully it'll make some money. But it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> well, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Anyway. weird. Um, but I've got, uh, I'm going to talk about building guitars. I think I talked about that probably a year ago, but I've been doing that. Some live music I've seen recently. Tarpon tourney art season's coming up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just tarpon season. Just tarpon in season in general. That's enough. Yeah. And I want to pose a possible just question I have about the fly fishing industry shows and events and why they've tapered off in the last oh, twenty five years. Dead man. I mean, they're almost all but dead right yeah, now. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Bounce some stuff off each other yeah. uh, and to understand why. 
And anyway, what, what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? And yeah. to a lot of people that listen to this probably don't care because they don't go to those shows, but I'm interested in it and I'm, I want to talk about it. Oh, I can, I can bullshit on that. And I also want to read uh, one of my journal excerpts yeah. from the Seychelles. Cool. thought oh, that man. might be something different. This sounds like a party, Paul. And I, I know you'll have some stuff as well. I just well, read I'll off just, a bunch I, of crap. I, so. I, you know, I don't, get to, I don't get to travel the world anymore, but I, I will comment and... Uh, and and jump in on on listening to all that, but yeah, I'm excited, man. It's just nice to be here. Yeah, know? no, it's, no, it's just nice to be here. Well, we got some good little treats, I think, that we're gonna have in store. For oh the yeah, listeners, well, of course, man. Like so, th- you know, we told you guys this is gonna be a little different, but the thing that's not gonna be different is, uh, you know, me and Paul traditionally did a lot of the commercials and a lot of the jokes and the gags and the little bits. Anyway, so that's all still gonna be here. So if you're listening to this, have no fear. A lot of your favorite characters, a lot of the stupid shit we've done for years that. For some reason, some people seem to enjoy. We're going to do all that too. So, and I think um, someone just emailed me a file. I'm just going to play it here in a second. We'll just play this out. It's uh, it looks like it's actual footage from the Fly Fishing Oscars. Oh wow, is it? Yeah. Oh cool. So let's let's look at that. Should we go ahead and check that out? Yeah, let's check it out. Let's check it out. All right, let me just get this going. You know how this? Yeah. Let this, me open my email here. You got to link it through six other computers. Yeah. Bounce it off a satellite in space. Okay. Some typical hoopla going on. Oh, they got a red. They even had a red carpet. It looks like they got a red carpet. Welcome to the first annual fly fishing Oscars. My name is. Seacrest. Brian Seacoast. My name is Brian Seacoast, and I'm here with Carson Scaly. Uh, we hey, are, Brian. There he is. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. Now, me and uh, me and Carson, we've uh, got uh, the tag ends on both sides of the red carpet. Thank you, folks. Thank you, folks. So awesome to be back. Yeah, yeah. I'll clap, too. Yeah, yeah. So we're on either end of the red carpet. We're just going to snag some of the big stars tonight. We're going to talk about their promotional videos, the things that have brought them here, of course, and then what they're wearing. You know, everybody wants to know what the Everyone guys are wearing. Wants to know. Let's get it from straight from the actors, directors, producers. They're all wearing the, the newest, latest, and greatest stuff from the flat, the fashion of fly fishing. And Brian, it looks like you've got someone down there that everyone's going to know. Absolutely. I have pinned down the man himself, the man from down under. Yeah, well, man. I, don't th- I think that's Australia. He's from yeah, South no. Africa. South yeah. Africa. Yeah, mate. This is Jocko. Yeah. Jocko. 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 Yeah. yeah, he's been in all the films. You know all the films from Captain Jack. Yeah, mate. Thanks uh, for knowing that. Yeah, Jocko. Jocko. Uh, so w- what film are you guys promoting tonight? What brought you here to the Fly yeah. Fishing Oscars? Yeah, first of all, mate, you're a legend. You know it. I know it. I Everyone do. Knows it. I do. And just to be standing in next to you is quite amazing. Just that, wanted to say that's that. That's very kind of you, Jocko. Yeah, but we're, we're here promoting a new movie. We've been, we've been working on it for about... Seven years, seven, eight years, and all the stuff we've been putting out has basically been parts and pieces, teases from this movie, just to make you think we're doing new movies. But we've been working on this movie, and we've won tons of awards from the other stuff. Right, right, right. That, of course, to, Captain to Jack, me, one of the biggest names me, that's in the industry. Just no big deal. We, this is the movie. It's called Mama Said Jack You, Jack You Out. <laughs> Mama Said Jack You Off? Is that no, what you mate. Mama said, "Jack you out." Oh, this is a breakdown in communication. A little, uh, yeah, little mate. language barrier. Yeah, 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 a little yeah, language yeah. barrier. Hey, by the way, drink, drink, mate. Drink. drink. Oh, we cheers. don't have fun unless we're drinking. Yeah, mate. absolutely, Jacko. So, 
uh, I'm wearing, first of all, my shirt is Fly Religion. Absolutely. Fly Religion clothing? That's who, that's who we pray to. We yep. pray to fish. We pray to flies. We pray to, we pray to everything like that. And, and it does, does with water. That's my Lord. Whatever my floats Lord. your boat there, weirdo. And you can also see my, my sight line bracelet here. I do see that. Is it, that it's awfully blingy. Is it that is, diamonds? It's, it's, it's diamond studded Jack Creval. Wow. That must be right, a custom that's, piece. That's the real thing. Is that a custom piece that's just the real for tonight? Thing. You're damn right. Straight from Austin, Texas. That's beautiful. Beautiful. And my socks are daggone apparel. Oh, I didn't even look at your socks, but they are beautiful socks. Oh, well, well done, my and friend. And as you can see, my pants are all Mako reels. The, is that what that is? I was wondering. I could hear you coming before I saw you. I've never seen pants made out of reels. I, I'm telling you right now, Carson, yep. this yep. is a sight to behold. A sight to hey, behold. Brian. In fact, a sight to be heard, Carson. Are you left-handed or right-hand retrieve, if you know what I'm saying? Yo, Mama there said, Mama Woo. said, Jack, you out. Well, good mate. luck tonight, Captain Jack. Good We're luck tonight, win. Jacko. Uh, Carson, it looks like you've pinned somebody down over there. Who you got there, Carson? Brian, <laughs> we are so delighted here tonight <laughs> to be here with Jay Johnson, everyone. Jay Johnson. Yeah. Hey, hey, guys. How how are we doing? Jay, Good to see you guys. what are you, you guys. here promoting? Uh, we, we, we've heard so much about this film. Yeah, man. We're, we're so excited to see it. We know you're going to win. You're up for best director and best cinematography i've been i've been working really hard on the camera but first uh carson can i just apologize for the grease on the carpet the uh the bus broke down out in the parking lot again so <laughs> yeah we, sorry. we saw that yeah the sorry yellow bahio bus i think it is yeah bahio sunglasses yeah so they're promoting this new film along with me of course there's the cinematographer um it's called my fifth tranny uh, the school oh, bus, the school bus chronicles. Oh, um, we're really, we're really excited about it, man. It's just been a journey. Okay, it's no, we are super excited about this movie. Yeah, You're man. up for best cinematography. Such, and, a, such an honor, such an honor. Your shirt there looks like it's been been through it a little bit. But what are you wearing? What's your shirt there? I'm not gonna lie, Carson. Uh, after working on the the, the bus again, um, I found a garbage bag full of clothes in the back that. They smelled clean, so I just threw it on. It looks like uh, looks like an old Howler Brothers. Yeah, uh, yeah, Howler like Brothers. Hell yeah, custom. from Austin, Texas. A lot of Austin going on. Yeah, there. a little custom one they put together for me. It was really cool of them. Um, and yeah, man, just some old acid wash jeans. Like I think I I got these when Jordash. I was twelve. Yeah, man, looks like some Jordash stuff. I've patched up some of the holes with some old pig farm T-shirts that I found. Some new tattoos around. too. Looks like you got a dick chicken on your arm. Yeah, well, the dick chicken is is important. Uh, there's a whole story there. I don't think we have time for on the carpet. Okay, but, but Jay, maybe, I got to ask you. Maybe in the sixth. Training. I do have to ask you something here. Yeah. Who yeah. else are you excited about seeing and meeting tonight? Who am I excited about seeing yeah. and meeting tonight? Uh-huh. Oh man. Oh. I, I don't know. All right, Jay. Great talking to know. you. Good luck tonight. But I, I didn't even bring up my Bahia hey, sunglasses. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian down there. Uh, yeah, 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 Carson. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I looks, was, looks I, like you got someone with yeah, you. Yeah, I got a little distracted. I got a little distracted because we've got a really special treat for you guys. Okay, I've got Rick Crawford, hey ladies and gentlemen. The sustainable yeah. angler himself, yeah. Rick Crawford, uh-huh. has made his way down the red yeah. carpet. I have pinned yeah. him yeah. down. All right, Rick. Hey, uh... What brings you here tonight, Rick? I mean, we all know about all your work yeah, in uh, uh-huh. eco-conservation, well, but what brings you to a movie premiere? Listen, we're going to win tonight. We're going to win wow. tonight. That's we're a bold win everything. statement. We're up for bold five statement, awards. Rick. We got a little movie that I didn't think was possible three years ago. If you told me we'd be doing this one, I'd say, to hell with you. Get out of my, my sight. But this movie is called Turns Out Plastic is Awesome. 
plastic is awesome. Yeah. That sounds like uh, a 180, Rick. I'm not going to lie. That sounds like a 180 yeah, from you. You're just going to have to see the film. Have you seen it yet? I, well, of course not. It's uh, premiering here tonight. No, I mean, no. This is the award. We're winning awards because it's been... So you oh, haven't seen the movie. I did not watch all of the movies. Okay. I'm not going to lie, Rick. <laughs> Uh, who's this guy anyway? <laughs> I'm the host, Rick. Anyway. I'm the host. All right. All right. Well, it's good to see you, Rick. Uh, and I'm, by the way, I'm wearing Patagonia. I was going to ask. Your next question. Geez. Yes, That's it is. Next question, Brian. I'm actually very interested in what you're wearing. Thank Head you. To toe it's, here. it's a shell pink uh, Island Hopper shirt. It's a classic cut. Yeah. Classic cut. Here, let me bend over and pull up my, my shirt here. Oh, my New God. New tramp stamp, Fitzroy oh, Trout. That is a Fitzroy tramp stamp. I've never seen one in person. Uh-huh, I've uh-huh. heard whispers. I've, uh, speaking of whispers, I'm catching something on that Wait, air. Wait, lean Rick. on in here. What? Lean on in here. Yvonne Chouinard's new Musk Cologne. That is, uh, that's Patag- potent. Brian, I'm all Patagonia. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That is strong, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, ode to Chouinard, we're as not, it were. We're not doing too good right now Woo. with this movie, uh, and they're not Man. too happy with me. Me, that's but, a uh, little whoo. all but, right yeah. rick i'm gonna get you to go on inside uh stink up the rest of the place hey uh over there uh yeah carson carson yeah, who, <laughs> I, it looks like you just nailed the biggest <laughs> fish of the evening i'm not gonna lie it looks like carson just won the tournament we got he has it. snagged we got the it. biggest fish here we're here we are here with flip pallet believe it or not believe it or not he was about to shuffle on in the in the theater but i grabbed him flip how you doing buddy I'm doing fantastic. Just flew in from Miami, and my feet from, feel from so not Miami. Okay, my feet feel so good on this carpet. It's very plush. I'm yeah, not we're not going to ask you what shoes you're wearing it's tonight. It's got the red of a sunrise in the Everglades. Okay, uh, oh. what? So, what movie are you? You're up for best best uh, something or other for a movie tonight. What is that movie called? Oh well, you know how folks. Uh, Folks always ask me to get involved in projects, and, you know, sometimes it's a burden, you know, a gift, but a burden. But this one I'm mm-hmm. particularly proud of. It's mm-hmm. a, a pet project mm-hmm. I've, I've been working on mm-hmm. uh, to bring fly tying mm-hmm. more front and center in the world. Uh, mm-hmm. We call it Miami Vice. <laughs> okay. And, okay. And I see a little play the, on words. It's probably a fly tying movie. If it's, not. it's Yes, exactly. It's the art of fly tying and saltwater fishing and and sunrises over the flip. Okay, let's. I, I gotta ask you a question. Did Yeti do your necklace? They did. I don't know if you noticed, uh, Carson, but this is uh, a functional cooler hanging from my it's a, neck. It's a forty-five quart cooler. It is a forty-five quart cooler, and you're wearing it as a necklace. I am. I made a, a leather thong to keep it around my neck. Uh, I mean, I've paddled across government cuts in things smaller than this, but. It, it does serve a purpose. I'm a minimalist, and nothing I wear does anything but serve a purpose. This carries my ice, my ice, Carson, my ice for my frigate rum. Mm. Oh, okay. Frigate rum, yeah, which I have a bottle. you're very involved with frigate rum. I've got a bottle right here, in fact. Are you also wearing that as a, as a cologne yourself tonight? It serves many purposes in my life, cologne, okay. aphrodisiac. Oh, whoa, okay. Nothing like having a frigate rum from, from my neck yeti. <laughs> Sure. Yep. While watching the sunrise over the Everglades mm-hmm. and and seeing Miami at sundown. Okay. Well, that's Miami. great. And uh, your your pants and your shirt look very interesting. You want to tell me more about who made your shirt and pants? Well, my my beautiful my beautiful bride uh, caught most of these critters that make up my shirt. I, I think they're mostly squirrels. Okay. Uh, it's hard to tell. 
Uh, but the pants, I used uh, my old stick and string to take down a majestic Central Florida river deer <laughs> and made made these fine pantaloons that you... <laughs> that you see me wearing there. That's so nice. Would you like some rum? I would. I would okay, appreciate that. I'm going to pour a glass before we go inside. Okay. Well, hey, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go ahead and go in and see the award shows flip. Good can, luck tonight winning. Can you tell me which way is my mama? It's right to the left. Okay. It's right you. to the left. All right. Appreciate okay. you. Thank you. Carson. All right. Well, we did it. We did it, Brian. Oh, Carson, that was quite the evening. I can, if the movies are half as exciting as the red carpet, this is going to be quite the event. We'll see you guys after. Oh, my gosh. This is brought to you by Silver Kings. Go ahead there and get you one. No mortar. Just like the Incas. Dude, what's the secret? Always pumped. Never crunchy. This is the best spring break ever. Check out our best ever. Spring Break 94 with Beauty and the Beach, Blind Date, Beach versions of Lip Service, The Grind, MTV Jam, The John Stewart Show, and lots more. Plug into MTV's Spring Break 94 all this weekend. Hey guys, it's Ben, huge fly fisherman. I just thought it was time to let you know that this is the worst fly fishing podcast ever. You hardly ever talk about fly fishing, and when you do, it's not about trout fishing. Have you guys ever even caught a rainbow trout? I doubt it. And there was that one episode where you guys were fondling some guy's nutsack. Yeah, great entertainment. You know, I tried some of that coon claw powder. Do you want me to send you pictures of the rash that I got? Paul, maybe you should just stick to your watercolors. Mike, go back to your boat project that's taken, what, six years? Who the hell says Lappy Hughes anyway? This show has not been funny since Will left. Well, I just wanted to let you guys know that you suck at podcasting even more than you suck at fly fishing. And one last thing, chili is supposed to have beans in it. J.J. Gray Mofro, but before that was... The huge fly fisherman himself. Huge. Telling us how much he appreciates us. (laughs) Yeah, it was was nice. That was just a warm, (laughs) well-thought-out little message. Like a hug, really. Yeah. That's Uh, what he'd tell us in person, anyway. Yeah, I know. It's not like... He's not lying. I mean, you know. No, it was all true. Yeah, all 100% true. I don't even know what episode it was, but I would definitely, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to the... uh, the ball sack uh, episode. I don't know if you really want to. I, it's not one of our finest works. Injected. What was it called? Then? Botox. Botox. Yeah, we Botox a man's balls. It was Ben's balls. Ben. We saw a friend of not, ours, not huge flopper, literally holding our other friend's 
scrotum to Which, put it correctly. I, yeah me and the guy the, me and the doctor there were the only two that were used to people scrotums being visible but you know yeah I, was, I uh, saw that with my own eyes it was weird he didn't even wear gloves remember <laughs> he did just freehand it yeah <laughs> oh that's God. just not something I thought I'd ever seen it was a party atmosphere yeah it was weird the whole thing was weird so out of context there was a there was a margarita machine whirring in the background oh. it was like a lot going on Scrotox episode. Yeah, yeah. Beware! It was not. It was. It was something. It was something. It was something. What do you want? Well, that was cool listening to the or seeing or we saw on. Yeah, this, we were watching. But we it, heard but the audio. Yeah, the, the the Oscars thing. It was good to see all our old friends. Uh, yeah, you know, getting recognized for their upcoming films or their. I haven't watched half those films either, and I don't feel like bad. But you know, Rick seemed a little. Uh, he, he was a little put part. out by yeah. the fact nobody had seen his movie yet. But we'll have to call him up and apologize, yeah. I guess. But um, all right, man. So what's up on this little tidbit here? Oh yeah. So I'll I'll lead it in with uh, so, and I think I've mentioned that this on this before is big fan of like Western art. My background, old Tejas and Remington and Russell and those guys, and yeah, yeah, I'd... been a big part of like. I'm not going to say the reason I paint, but since I started painting and drawing, I became aware of those guys a lot and love their history and their stories and their just their kind of legendary uh, input on what Western art is today and American art in general. Uh, so when I paint, I've been kind of on this 10-year journey of trying to figure out how do I make marine angling art and I didn't mean to make it sound like Marines, like the Marines. Yeah. Or something. Well, well, yeah. I mean, for for years, guys like Gary Chen and like Marine culture. Yeah. Well, like the yeah. Gary Chens and the Guy Harveys of the world of of all. There's like a style when yeah. you think of saltwater yeah. artwork and fish. Yeah. You see that style. Yeah. Like that's what you see in your head. I mean, yeah. as, as as basic of an analogy as that is, but yeah, I know there's a lot more guys out there. You know, like Western art is very landscape driven, mountains, cliffs, uh, Grand Canyons, but very cloud driven and big sky driven too. So, you know, I don't have the land, I don't have the mountains and the that stuff, but I've got skies. And so I've been trying to adapt a lot of the stuff in my artwork lately to simplify stuff, kind of take water out of it and kind of concentrate more on what's going on on the top half or the top part of the painting. And uh, what it brings me to though is this artist this western artist this week named mark maggiore and i follow western art like i get the little magazines and like i'm probably more of a bigger fan of western art than i might be of fishing art it's just how it goes yeah um but i don't i'm not a cowboy and i don't ranch and i don't do western (laughs) art stuff western stuff besides from the fact that i lived out there and you can also i can also go out west and do cool fly fishing landscapes of people fishing and kind of get that same vibe too so there's a there's an outlet for me to keep that going but this artist, if you, you've probably possibly seen his art, he does huge cloud pieces, little cowboys and Indians, or not Indians, cowboys and their horses, sometimes Indians as well, uh, Native Americans. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. very... Don't call Indians yeah. anymore, Paul. <laughs> I don't love his style, but what he's doing is pretty incredible. Uh, if you want to check it out, Mark Maggiore, he's a Frenchman, huh. and he actually gets a lot of flack from like true cowboy culture art fans like what's this this french guy can paint so he's like loves yellowstone so he comes over and just starts painting <laughs> western stuff but yeah. he did a big show in scottsdale arizona this past weekend at legacy gallery uh and he broke the record for a living 
born, a living, still alive, uh, obviously not American born. He was a Frenchman, but I think he sold one of the paintings for 500 grand. Jeez. And he's living. Wow. Like he broke records. He broke the record three years ago for living artists for Western art. And I think it was like 250,000. That's crazy. And he just, and it was like a 40 by 60 painting. So it's huge. Uh, yeah, massive. Yeah. But uh, I, I think if you were trying to, if you were trying to encompass scale, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the idea behind his art is scale. Mm-hmm. Like the, to, to try to take in. Yeah. Because I mean, if you've ever been out West, I mean, some of our, a lot of our people that listen obviously have and are out West, but some people ain't. We got a lot of people in the East and I was yeah. until a few years ago, I had never been out West. Mm-hmm. I felt uncomfortable in that space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I say that like, I remember we were in Wyoming. We were in the Absaroka. We're standing the Absaroka Mountains. We're we're standing on this like kind of bluff. I don't know, and we're below the tree line on like this mountain here, and but it's just all prairie. And then there's some aspen up a little higher over us, and then it goes bald again above that. But like, I can just see forever, and there's so much sky, and there's yeah. so much like I can big sky country. Yeah, I know. I get it. But but like I remember, <laughs> I remember distinctly like. Feeling uncomfortable, yeah. like I didn't like it. Like I mean, well, I, mean, I enjoyed it. It was beautiful as hell, and I did have a good time. But for a second, just like a split second, my brain was like, "This is not okay. It's too big. It's too yeah. vast." So if you were an artist trying to capture that, you with your saltwater stuff, but this guy, this guy, I, yeah, I yeah. can see how a large canvas would help you impart that feeling totally. of scale onto your audience. Yeah, right? because like, the central, actually, the central character in the painting are the clouds. But then you have these two tiny, like, cowboys on horses. Yeah. And it's like, that's showing you just how big that sky is out there because they're minimalizing. And that's what I've been trying to do a little bit too lately is to me, like, my cowboy is the guide or the angler and the horse is the skiff. Yeah. Like, I can do that. I just got to come up with a way to make it my own. Well, I mean, I'm looking at, we're sitting in Paul's studio for those that don't know what's happening Mm -hmm. right now. But, like, I'm looking at a couple half-finished paintings around me here. Um, and, and that one right there behind me with the little tarpon jumping is a prime example of what I'm talking about. That's obviously Florida Bay or somewhere like that. And, you know, you just have those little keys that are way off in the distance and they're yeah. just like a little black line on the horizon that just breaks up. Yep. Like if you're fishing the backside, those of you who have done it in the keys and you're fishing on the backside and you're, you, you know, let's say you ran, I don't shit, I don't know, eight miles, 10 miles, just enough to get away from Isla Mirada. And then you're looking towards Flamingo. You've just got this like big open sky. And on a calm day, you've also got that slick water. And there's this little breakup. Like to me, that's the same thing as what we're talking about when we talk about the West with those big vistas and the clouds. So, I mean, like. I'm, I'm going to do live, by the way, on okay. Instagram for just for a little bit. So I can see like that painting right there, though. It's, it's like 90% water, 10% sky. But you could easily turn that on its yeah. head and well, make it. In the fishing environment, like. The thing that's distracting you from the fact that I don't have a landscape is the fish. Yeah. And I'm not 100% sure that I'm going to keep that painting the way it is right there. But, uh, but yeah, you get the idea. I'm yeah. trying to bring that alive, and hopefully I can make it work. It's, frust- I, it's Honestly, not- to me, I think it would be badass as hell to have uh, this big mass, like, empty... Not empty, because it's not empty, but, like, yeah. scaled out environment. And then, yeah, and then, like, notice, oh, Ocean. shit, what is that down there? Yeah, well, that's, yeah. a, that's a skiff, and they're fighting a tarpon. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, so insignificant that, like, you have to find it. Because that's what you see when you're the next boat down. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. seeing this little boat 
in this, you're trying to figure out if they've, and it's like, oh, they got one on. Oh, yeah, and you could just, like, yeah, it's like, you're like, what are they doing? And then, like, yeah, you can see that fish yeah. break water, and you really just see a splash of water, or you yeah. see something, you're like, oh, I saw the fish. So I did one similar to that on my website, and I don't mean to be spammy here, but it's it's called, like, tarp, uh, Tarpon Anglers in a Dark Sky. Yeah. And the whole idea is it's just this encompassing dark sky. You know, when you go out and you got a storm coming, and you look up 15 minutes later, and before that, you're like, oh, we're good. Yeah. 20 minutes later, you're distracting. You look up, you're like, oh, my God, we got to get the hell out of here, dude. Sometimes like, you don't make it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it happens quick. And uh, yeah. But, yeah, I've been messing around with that. So, with the theme of that, my segue into that is that I'm also, and I'm starting, I'm trying to figure out how to make it work without seeming elitist. But you have all these other groups like uh, Nature Art Artist Alliance. You have Cowboy Artist of America Alliance. I'm going to start a sporting art, like, conservancy alliance, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think, ideally, the first year we have five artists, and I've already contacted a couple. And the idea, though, is to start preserving our art form and let it stand out and get more attention towards it and protect it from all this digital art that I'm seeing oh these God. days. It's like anything else. It's and there's a place for it. I'm not, I'm not totally yeah. dishing it. Like it's, you can call it illustration and some of the stuff I, I could call artwork, but I'm not going to call it painting. Like no. you can't paint on something you can control Z. Just because you can print it on a canvas doesn't mean you, yeah. it's painting. <laughs> and I have friends that do it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, it. I'm not. I'm not throwing it in the trash. But the people, is, I would, I would say most of the people that that are legitimately doing it and understand what they're doing don't call it painting either. Like, but some do, and you'll see, like, you'll see something. Look at this painting I did. And nothing is called a painting if you have to turn an on-off button in order mm-hmm. to show it to me. Exactly. Like if the original has to be turned on, and you can't carry a, a canvas out of a closet or a watercolor piece of paper. That is not a painting, or it's not art. It's an illustration. Yeah, I, and and that doesn't. That's not elitist to me. That's just that's common sense. Like you, you didn't get where you are overnight. Neither did they with their technology stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's two different things. They need to uh-huh. be separate. I, I get that. I don't think that's elitist. That's just drawing lines in the sand. But like this is. This is fine art. This is painting. Fine art. Because art can be anything. Yeah, art can literally be anything yeah. if we've learned nothing over. So we can, we can <laughs> call it art. Time. If you do something, if you do a doodle on a on an iPad. It's art. We'll call that art. Yeah. But, but it's not fine, fine art. art. Fine yeah. art, like well, and to be uh, yeah, fine art is art that that goes into galleries, that goes into mm-hmm. you know, in memoriam. No offense to the digital age folks, but most of that shit's going to be gone in three years. Like, nobody's going to save I, yeah. that. Like, nobody's downloading your file no. and saving it. Like, you know. People want things they can put in their hands, like records. Those have come back. They're yeah. probably stronger than they even were in the late 80s, early 90s when yeah. they started dying. And and even when you print, like, if you printed, a, like, a, you got a print of something. Like, I have a lot of your prints. I only have, I don't have any originals from you. And they're beautiful and they're awesome. But, like, when I get around your originals and I get around, like, the actual thing, the real thing, like, you know, you don't want to be touching paintings, but at the general, as a general rule. Yeah. But, like, you can feel it. Like, that's different. Like, yeah. a, a person's hands touched this mm-hmm. and made this into reality. When you go to an art gallery, you see Picassos and you see, um, you know, all these famous artists, you know, you feel something off of it. And it's yeah. not just because of how pretty it is and how well they did it and how well they executed it, because you can do that in a computer. It's because you know that human being touched that canvas with his hands, with his tools, and 
performed something on it. Yeah. Like that, that's a special feeling. Like I, like yeah. I said, I love all my prints of your stuff, but I've been around your real ones too. And like yeah. you get a different vibe off of something that had a, a human being's touch on it. Yeah, than for you sure. Do, you know, and the other thing that the other, and my main argument about it is when you do a painting or a drawing or a sculpture or whatever it is, obviously I guess people could do 3d sculptures now with 3D oh, yeah. makers, but there's a certain risk involved with the next brush stroke or the next move, the next pencil stroke, that if you screw that up... There's no undo button. There's a chance the whole thing's screwed. Yeah. But if you're good enough or a problem solver, you can use that to your advantage and figure out how to use that wrong stroke. I can't tell you how many times I've almost trashed something. I'm like, oh, let's just mess with it. And it's turned out better than it... Or you end up painting white all over painting and totally starting over. But yeah, there's no control Z... Yeah, and I'm sorry. That's 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 the the line that you cross when you when you just do undo. Yeah, and that's that's where my main argument point is with the difference. I, I think it's a 100 percent valid point. I, I have no dog in the fight. Obviously, I can't. I can draw some stick figures, but you know, like I, I get it. Like, and and I've been lucky enough. I know a lot of artists, and I've I've been around a lot of artists. You primarily, but I've met some other guys too. And it's just what you guys can do. Uh, it blows my mind. Like, and, <laughs> and each one of you is a little bit different, mind you. Like your thing with paint and watercolor, and like that's you. And I, I can I can see when your paintings from a mile away, and like, oh, there's Paul Puckett over well, there. That makes me feel all tingly inside. Like I can spot your stuff, and I, and I can spot George or you know George Martinez. I can spot his stuff. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, yeah. I know his style. I know how he does things. Um, uh, Brad up in Asheville, yeah, yeah, you know, with his ink and pen and totally. a marker, his like his marker away. shit, like you know it, and yeah, and and even guys like um, what's his face, uh, MFC, I'm, I'm blanking here, out of Michigan, lives out west. Oh, Derek, of, Derek, yeah, yeah. So like his stuff, same thing with those big, bright, bold pops of color yeah. and like really focusing in on those things. Yeah, like, but that's what art is. Art is having a unique signature yeah, and it's because sure. you're doing it with your fucking hand like that's why they call it a signature when you sign something is you're signing it so you guys do that with your art and so like yeah i, I get it man I, I don't i don't have a dog in the fight but if i did have a dog in the fight <laughs> you'd be damn hey, right. i'd be signing up for your conservancy real quick kenny Gregg requests to be part of our live oh okay feed. i Just, like kenny Gregg, but we might if he didn't get i we're, we're not going to beat a dead horse i just wanted to bring up and i'm looking forward to starting this new Alliance isn't probably the right word, but hey, Kenny, we're recording right now, buddy. He's at a bar. Oh, he's partying. <laughs> go, go figure. Uh huh. We're gonna let you have it. Hey, I got some. I got something for you to see. Okay. You know can we can't see, see on the radio. No, nobody can see you. Can you see me? No. Well, well Paul I, can we're see. We're recording our podcast. <laughs> the people on the podcast can't see you. Well, can you? I can't see you on your phone. Oh well, hold on. We got problems. <laughs> well, oh my god, he has like a nudie suit. Oh, he has god. like roses on it. That's amazing. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, Kenny Greg. Uh, <laughs> we, we need you back on the show sometime soon. Uh. Hey, anytime you guys say the word um, Cuda, I'll drink a beer. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have fun with your rodeo. Well, then, Cuda, Cuda, Cuda. Godspeed. Godspeed. Oh, Lord. The phone calls up Paul Bucket gets. All right. <laughs>
<laughs> well, I kind of had to take it. So requesting to join your... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that, just to finalize, look, that's my next kind of project on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to that Cowboy Artist, uh, Cowboy Artist of America show in Fort Worth in November, kind of get a feel for what they do and how they do it and kind of model this thing I'm going to do with wildlife, sporting art. Yeah, yeah. There we go. So I like it. That's the long-winded version of what I was going to bring up, buddy. I dig it, man. I dig it. So how do I, here, I'm going to X out of the live. I don't know how to do any of that. Okay. That's why you do all the techie stuff, bro. Um, so anyway, so we're, uh, you got, what, uh, what do we want to do our little new sponsor, uh, some podcast yeah. interview show, or do you want to, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think we would call it on this one. We do, we, we, yeah. we do a little highlight reel, uh, we're, we're, we're so because we are the powerhouse podcast that we are, you know. Back page. Yeah. Other podcasts uh, reach out to us all the time. Like, hey, man, you know, can we like, <laughs> you know, they want to pick your brain and stuff. And then every once in a while, you know, they'll be like, hey, could you like, I don't know, give us a little shout out. So uh, these guys reached out to us. Um, we told them we put a little spot on here. Uh, so we're going to give you like 60 seconds of their podcast. I know that's not a lot of time for you guys to decide whether or not you want to listen to somebody else. But we're going to give you 60 seconds uh, and then let you decide if – you know, maybe they're things for you. I don't know. They're, but they're nice guys. They're really nice guys. They're doing their best. So we're going we're gonna to give them a shout out. And now, 60 seconds in the mill house. Steve, thank Hi there. This is uh, Andy Mill. Uh, Andy Mill from the Mill House podcast. A pleasure to uh, meet uh, the Barely Live uh, Audience, I'm here with Paul Puckett, and we're going to do a little quick 60 second interview with Paul. Hey, Andy. Hi, hi, Paul. How are you? Um, so it's uh, it's me, Paul, and Nikki here, and I just wanted to ask you, Paul, about your beginnings in fly fishing and what really brought you into the sport. So, Paul, Paul, what, uh, where did you get your start? What brought you into fly fishing per se? Uh, it was just backyards, just buddies' ponds, bass fishing in East Texas. But wouldn't you say? You know, tarpon or permit. You've, you've been tarpon fishing, so wouldn't it be tarpon? No, no, it was it was bass, bass in East Texas. There's not a lot of tarpon in East Texas. I mean, I'm looking at your artwork. I really feel like tarpon and permits probably more accurate. But uh, but but let me ask you this about bass fishing because this is this is going to get me a lot of flack from some guys. Now I'm going to tell you. Okay. But I, you know, I, I you bring take this the flack good though. Yeah, I've, I've I, seen it. I do, and I, I I bring this up in a lot of episodes. What's that, Nikki? Anyway, back to the question. Um, so I, I do this a lot, but uh, when you're bass fishing, have you noticed that the sharks are really taking a toll on these fish that we're hooking? We're just fighting them too long. They're fighting them too long, and the sharks are killing them. Have you seen that? You've seen that. You've seen that. N- not bass fishing, no. You, you've never seen a shark eat? A, not one? Because my numbers that I'm getting from the guys is like 90% of them are getting eaten by sharks. So never? No, uh-uh. Not bass fishing. So you've seen like at least one get eaten by a shark. I mean, right? maybe. Yeah, okay. okay. Maybe. See, that's what I thought. So anyway, back to the story I was going to tell you. It's a little bit long. Actually, it's very long, but we're going to get into it. Um, and then, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in just a second. But we got this message from uh, Papa's Pilar. Uh, we'll be right back. And now, 60 seconds in the mill house. Okay, well, that was that. Um, hey. You know, good luck to them. I, you know, I don't know yeah. how well their podcast is going to do, um, but uh, it sounds like, Paul, you know, you, you threw them a bone there to come and let them interview you. But, yeah, they, uh, seem, they seem like they, they're good dudes. 
Yeah. And never heard of that mill guy. No, uh-uh. no. It's weird. He yeah. kind of seems like he knows what he's talking about. He, he did sound opinionated. I'll give him that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, well. cool. Hey, good luck to you guys. Hope your podcast turns out. <laughs> All right, let's get a little right. word from our other sponsor and come back in a second. Didn't turn out to be what I wanted. Hold on a second. <laughs> Amazing. No. How fast can you get your money after a car wreck? Call all nines now. Jordan. Hey, you! Wake up! You're supposed to be having fun! Want to see something really, really, really cool? Expand! Say it! Expand! Love you! Expands the first video game network that lets you play real people across town or across the country. You even get to use your own games. All you need is a Sega Genesis and a telephone. Oops, bad hair day. Hey, let's play. My life. If you ever had very live with just Mike and Paul, and you ever had barely live with just Mike and Paul, no, I don't think you have. I had, I guess I had like the voice recording thing going on, turned on, and I didn't know it, but I'm going to read what the phone uh, thought we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So about your upcoming trip. Yeah. Jenna call is Annette. I would measure you get two more seconds. We can call it when I do. I do want as fuck. All right, Costa. What might you think this is? All right. Oh, there okay. So that's that, those of you that wonder what happens when we turn the mics off. Yeah, that's exactly that's what, what our conversation—that's what it was. <laughs> we had a really good conversation. We yeah. clearly communicated well. I'm proud of it. I will say, my buddy, uh, old gritty flyright, Wes, uh, musician here in town. Check it out on Spotify. Gritty G R I T T Y Flyright F L. Y R I G H T. 
He was. We we try to get him to kind of sit in and play a song for us, but he's going to do it in May. Yeah. The reason he's going to do it in May is because I assume we're going to do like this once a month, hopefully. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's got a lot of stuff going on in May. He wants to do it in May and then use it to promote some upcoming shows and say, check out this podcast. He knows we have like three listeners, right? Well, yeah, but there's three <laughs> more people he could have at a That's show. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So uh, if you're here locally, he's playing a couple times, but if you're not local, look it up. If you like soul, gritty, kind of country, rock stuff, that's what this stuff is, and it's good. It's meaty, it's chunky, and it's it's crispy, too. Crispy. So That's that's, uh, that's, my, that's my love line. You know how like, people have like uh, sweet tooths? Yeah. I got a salty, salty crispy, crispy yeah. tooth. That's what I got. Totally. I, I mean, I like sweets, but I can leave them. Like, I don't need... If no. I don't have chocolate for a month, I, I'm not going to notice. I'd rather have But if like, I don't have like tortillas mm-hmm. or like chips or, or I don't know, man. It's got to have some crunch and some salt and some fat. You know what I've learned to love again? What's that? Because my daughter, goldfish. They are good. <laughs> good. You know they're, what you never... They're all tricked up now, though, too. They got jalapeno this, mm. cheddar that. You know what you can never bring into your house? Tucker taught me this rule, Uh-oh. and it's a good rule for life. That means I'm going to go get it now. Cheez-Its. Oh yeah, you can have That's them right. on. You can have, and I guess this is, this is literally a Tucker rule: is he's allowed he allows himself to have them on, like when we go on trips or vacations or, or road trips or whatever. Mm-hmm. He'll get some cheeses and munch on them. He's like, but I don't, I don't let myself have them in my house because I'll eat all of them. I'm gonna throw <laughs> you. I'm just, I'm not trying to one up you here. Oh, that's fine. But you go to Ben Young's house. Yeah. He smokes the damn things. Uh, he smokes cheeses. Smokes cheeses. Oh, it's ridiculous. Shit. I ain't never smoked no cheese. No, but <laughs> that makes it even worse. I bet you, they're, it's like making Chex Mix or, you know, what, what was it, yeah. stuff that people make at yeah, the, yeah. the parties where they bake the... Usually cheese that's in that, the trash or whatever yeah, they call it. Yeah, yeah, and they like yeah. throw it in the oven or whatever, but yeah. so do it on a trip. Oh, Dude, shit. it's ridiculous. Well, I know what I'm doing for Christmas yeah. now. Instead of the, uh, the crap, I'm going to smoke yeah. the shit out of some cheese its apparently. There's not one that survives. Oh. They all die. By the way, your smoker, I, that has been my... I haven't done that in a while. It's so good. It's, it's easy. It's so easy. I mean, I just do okra in the oven. Like, yeah. I, I, that's, okra, for Southerners out there, because I don't know if you yeah. can get it up north or out west. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, it's in every grocery store in the south. Yeah. People overlook okra. It's super versatile. Like, It'll be the next Brussels sprout. The Brussels yeah. sprouts had a great 10 just, years. You slice that thing, like just slice it relatively, I don't know, quarter inch, half yeah. inch. And then spread it out on a baking sheet, some salt, some pepper, a little olive oil, you know, toss it in a bowl or whatever. Yeah. Spread it out on a baking sheet, throw it in the oven. It's fantastic. It's so good. You could put it in a hole in the smoker if you got that option. And yeah. do smoker, of course. I yeah. just use, uh, you know what's really good on them? Montreal's uh, steak seasoning. Oh, yeah. Premix. Yeah. Throw that on there with a little olive oil and just shove it in the smoker. And you don't have to dip it in anything. No. Just by itself is really good. No. No. Okra, it's wildly underrated vegetable. Wildly underrated. Wildly. Yeah, I think it's because people are scared of it because they're just not used to cooking with it if, if they didn't grow up with it. And there's but. a slime aspect that some kind of people freak out about. But by baking it you're or smoking it, well, smoking it, you're going to have it because it's can close a little pod. bit in there. But yeah. if you bake it, yeah, you get rid of that. Yeah. Now, if you boil it or do something stupid like that, yeah. I don't know why you'd ever do that. No. But, you know, you know and an air fryer, air fryer is another good reason to use your air fryer. You can air fry the hell out of something. We don't have the air fryer. I got one. My wife uses it more than me, but I will say but it's it crisp, handy for some shit. You if know? you like crispy, it's good. Yeah. It's not the best. I don't like it the best for vegetables just because it tends to make the outside kind of leathery and, you know, it yeah. does cook. A, but, like, uh, sausage shit. Like, pre-cooked. Sorry. Pre-cooked. 
Yeah, I burped Burgoo. into all that. But if you were like had like some andouille or something, and you know, he bought like pre cooked smoked, smoked yeah. sausage at the store, um, or even whole link sausages, but you throw those things in there and it's just circulating hot air around them. Yeah, and so it just plumps them up and crisps them. Up. Oh, or frozen meatballs, we do that a lot. Mm. You just throw them. So they're in there. frozen. You put them in there frozen. Frozen. Give them twenty minutes, fifteen oh. minutes, and they're oh, done. Okay. And they're like all crispy and brown. And they're not sitting in olive oil or anything. They're no, just... it sits on a tray. They just, I just, I don't do anything. I just throw them on there. And How does it work? How's it getting? It literally just circulates hot air. It's a convection oven. It's just like... So it's frying it and crisping it without burning it. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's just keeping scalding hot air rotating around every surface of okay. that whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's good for frozen like French fries or hash browns that kind of shit. You throw them in there and it'll brown them up. So anyway, we, we got way off of no. That's I like that thing. <laughs> little food talk. Yeah, yeah. So before we go into fishing trips in general talk, yeah. I'm just gonna mention a couple of bands that I've been checking out lately. I went and saw about a month ago a band called GA20, GA-20. All right. If that, you like, like gritty, is that like Georgia Road 20 you, that kind of thing? I or? would think so, but they're from Boston, so I have no idea how they got that. Highway 20 in Georgia. Um, if you like gritty, bourbon soaked blues. Mm. By two white dudes, <laughs> which doesn't really make sense, but they're awesome. Oh. They're, uh, it's the guitars from Charlie Musselwhite. He's a bluesman, uh, his dude, and they wanted to kind of funkify and kind of dirty up like some old traditional blues and make it more modern. Check it out, GA-20. It's right. good. I've been getting into J.J. Gray Mofro a lot more lately. J.J. Gray and the Mofro, like that. Yeah, that's so good. That's good. I'll tell you one along kind of those lines, maybe not quite J.J. Gray. J.J. Gray's a little more Southern than, say, like this yep. one. Uh, they're coming to Spoleto, actually. Tank and the Bangas. I've heard of that. Oh, dude. I saw them at uh, the, what's the one on the river out there? High Water. Yeah. I saw them out there one year, and I've, no, that's the only place I saw them. But uh, Tank and the Bangas, and it's a, uh, they do, a little bit of everything, but they did a uh, like a Nirvana cover, but made it like funk and like. Oh wow! I don't. I know that doesn't make sense, but like makes. I've, they did it, and it was they're good, cool. dude. They're loud. I've heard of, maybe I've heard them. I'm not really sure, but I know what you're talking yeah, about. They're out of Louisiana, I think. But it's, uh, Tank and the Bangas, Bangas, not Bangers, Bangas. Gotcha. Gotcha. They're good. That's a good one. Like that, and uh, I mentioned earlier, Quaker City Nighthawks. Check them out. Nice. A couple of new bands. I had some people. Uh, I mentioned to some people we couldn't. I couldn't really make it happen to uh, send in some song suggestions to play in the background. wasn't quite able to put that together, but I'm gonna I'm gonna list them off. Let's see. Someone said, uh, which is a great tune. Your kids are ugly. Conway and Loretta. Oh yeah, great okay. one. Uh, Black Crows, Appaloosa, funny. Because Will used we to give me that. hell about that. I'll, can I mention one, yeah. too, that I found the other day? And I might be way behind the eight ball, y'all, cause, so don't crucify me if you're just Come like, on. I can't believe you didn't know about yeah. her, Mark. Uh, her name's Sierra Farrell. <laughs> not not familiar. Came across like one of those like algorithm things, right? You know, like when you listen to a certain amount, of music, yeah. it just does. So that you might also like. Mm-hmm. And so I clicked on it to see if I might also like her. I liked her a okay. lot. Yeah, she okay. does uh, bluegrass, I don't know, country old like she sounds like Patty Little Bell or not Patty Bell but like uh yeah a little bit like Patty Little Bell yeah, actually come to think of it but like she sounds old like her voice sounds like it's coming out of a gramophone but she might be 30 if she's that old I mean yeah. she's a young girl but her name's Sierra Farrell okay but it's got an old timey kind of sound and I like that tearing it up it's good it's real good check not to that cut out off our no we're but. not cutting anyone off we're just talking talking music oh uh, old Trip P said Godsmack 
You know, just some light godsmack in the background. I won't lie. Okay, this is the this is going to be the the Doug Rollinest thing I've ever said on this podcast. Uh-huh. I think, uh, but here lately I've been on a bit of a fitness and weight loss and kind of journey thing. And one of the things I do is I, I ride the spin bike. Sorry, heavy, do you do heavy metal? No, I do a lot of different things, but one of the shows I did do, um, like, I, that's how I pick what ride I'm going on. It has nothing to do with, like, what yeah, what, what kind of torture I'm about to yeah. be put into. I just pick what kind of music I'm going to listen to. And mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of rap, and I listen to a lot of... There's actually one guy who does an outlaw country, and it's like... Okay. It's, you know, the shit we listen to. Yeah. And then um, I did the 90s country ride one time, which was just... Oh, my God. If you've never... Or Clay Walker. If you've so. never tried to keep a hundred... You know, hundred beat per minute pace with Clay Walker in the background. You know, you Travis just, Tritt. You, Travis Tritt. Remember yeah. the Travis Tritt hey, trilogy? Nah, nah. Anyway, I don't love you anymore. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, the one of them was a heavy metal one, and Godsmack came on. And I'm not gonna lie, like I haven't listened to or heard of or thought of Godsmack in a very long time. I found myself like, you know, just. Wait, like it just came back, and you're like, I forgot this was a thing at one point. Remember when I took a picture of someone's car? Oh, crying like a bitch was the same the song that came on, like crying like a bitch. Oh my <laughs> lord! And I'm like, dude. Remember I, I posted it. some back of someone's car had all these bumper stickers, and I showed them to y'all. You're like, yeah, they're Godsmack fans because <laughs> all the bumper stickers are like song titles or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. what the hell's going on here? Like, they're Godsmack the, fans. Those are all Godsmack lyrics. Yeah. So uh, Joshua Larson says, "Iration." Never heard of Iration. Have you it's, heard of that? Uh, it's white boy reggae. If I'm not wrong. Okay. I, it's reggae, but I can't remember if it's white boys or not. But <laughs> it sounds um, sounds like white boys. Two Live Crew. Okay. Oh well, yeah. Come on, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. I I love some. I like good hip Mason Jennings. The other day, have you ever just turned on Nas's album Illmatic and just let it roll? I think I was. That's kind of when I started giving up the the rap. Well, Nas is he's a different cat, but Illmatic, one of his best albums in my book. He had his Nostradamus album, but the the Illmatic Nostradamus. That's Nas (laughs) is short for anyway. Anyway, so he had the Illmatic. Like you can turn that album on. And this is like I can't relate to it. I have no inner city drug background to fall back on. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing hand ben stuff. Just here. Did the hand, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I mean, but like, but you can play that, like, and you, you, like, you were talking about art earlier. Yeah, that's art. That's that guy's art. Like, that's yeah. You hear that? And old school, like, um, one of the stations I have on my YouTube channel <laughs> that I listen to more than I should is just Wu Tang Clan. Uh-huh. And like everything that goes along with that, like it, it plays in a lot of you know, uh, pharmacide and all these guys that were big back in those days. And like, I got a question. Is, this is crazy. I feel like every one of my white friends, they <laughs> all like Wu Tang Clan. Yeah. Is it like the white, like the kit for the white person to like rap is listen to Wu Tang? I think Klan? I think it depends on how old your early two thousand. Yeah. If you're early, if you're white, for boy, me it was Dr. Dre. Yeah. If your if your white 90s. friends are like if your white friends are like my age, then yeah, because that that I was coming of age, so like I I started high school in ninety nine, uh-huh. so like I was in middle school in ninety seven ninety eight. So you know, I was ten years ahead of you. Yeah, so you're a little ahead of me. So yeah, it makes sense that Dre, who was yeah. dropping his albums in Dre the nineties, and Snoop. We had those guys, but it was in their later days, and they were all like hard and being yeah. weird. And there's the East Coast West Coast battle going on. Yeah, and Wu Tang never played that. Like Wu Tang yeah. was like, and they were. 
they were artists, like, and they made that very known. Like, we do this for the art. Like, yeah, yeah. And their shit was weird. And at that time, people were like, "Oh, it didn't really fit in." Some of their stuff. But did. where did all, where did all these white kids get it? Like, where did I, you, I don't know why. It wasn't really on the radio, was it? I'm from bumfuck Western North Carolina. Why did I care about that anyway? I don't know. Uh, the Wu Tang thing has always mystified me a little bit. They were big and loud, and I mean, you had you know they had characters, right? You had Method Man and Red Man, which were like the one-two punch. Yeah. And then you had um, Old Dirty Bastard, you know, doing his thing for a while. Like to to this day, though, like. Uh, I like it raw when it comes on. <laughs> like, shimmy, shimmy, yo, shimmy, yo, shimmy, yo. Give me the mic and let me take it away. Yeah, like that shit gets me. Like, I'm just instantly like, I'm in. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm there. And then you got, you know. Uh, See, I like the public enemy, but I like that weird dude that would go, with the glasses. Oh, what yeah. was his name? Uh, he always did the, we, yeah, we, yeah, yeah, you're out here now. <laughs> yeah. like, I forget his name. That's uh, Flava Flav. Yeah. He had the clock, the big clock. Yeah. This is a letter to the New York Post. Yeah. And then they were political and like, but. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I I have no idea, but like, yeah, I like. I it's like just a funny good this. It's just funny this this combination, and I find it mainly probably in rural America. Yeah, because I spent a lot of time with buddies of mine in college that were from the country. We'd go out there to pasture parties. You yeah. either listen to country, or you listen to rap. And well, it was equal parts both. And, and I'll say I'll say this like I'll say that like honestly, rap is. Poor people music. Rap is oppressed, you know, drug slinging. You know, it's it's hustlers and, and gangbangers and all that. But when you really listen to it, rap is is an expression from people who don't have any other way to express themselves. If you look at bluegrass and you look at true country music and you look at that, it's the same shit. We don't. Now nah, I'm in no way, shape, or form trying to say I'm that. Trying to pause yeah. Chord, yeah. I'm not trying to say the white folks have any kind of bearing on understanding of what a, a, a minority person would go through. We yeah. don't. But poor people have to find ways to express themselves and make themselves heard. Uh, people that are being impressed in one way or the other have to do that. So the best music in my book, blues, bluegrass, country, rap, yeah, those came out of oppression and and yeah, having no other way to get yeah. yourself out there, and they express themselves the way they do and in, in whatever style, and the styles are different. But I think honestly, man, poor country kids can you know even we don't know what the fuck is happening in New York City or the Bronx. We don't understand yeah. any of that. But you can understand somebody who's who's like I said, you listen to like I said, listen to Nas. You listen to um, uh, somebody like uh, shit. Now I'm blanking because I'm trying to think of people. Um, most deaf, you like him. You listen to yeah. you listen to guys like that that are using it as an art form to express points yeah. and to get something across to you. Public Enemy was a prime example. That's what they did. They were yeah. like, "Look, this is what's happening. Here's how I can tell people about mm-hmm. it." You listen to those guys, and and you'll like it. it. Well, you may not like it, but at least it'll speak to you. Versus, you know, just like we have country pop that I have no interest, like Florida Georgia Line bullshit. Yeah, there's hip hop and shit that's literally made for no other purpose than to make money. Well, and you know, like that's fine. You know, yeah, girls yeah. will shake their ass to it. You'll play it on the radio. It'll get money. But like, that's not the shit I'm jamming to in my car if I'm going to listen to rap. I promise well, you. So we'll obviously have to do our fishing trip thing in the next segment, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fine. We've but, already taken I, this no, out. I like where we're going with this. Yeah. But I went to a fishing trip with uh, Patrick Duke and some of the guys from Dallas. Jake Ellington went to. We went to Louisiana. I'd never done the Louisiana trip. I did that. Yeah, in I still hadn't. Yeah, I did that in December. And we can talk about that in the next yeah. segment. But I was amazed. We listened to rap. 90 if you were riding with five, Jake, if you were with Jake the Snake, it was it all would, rap. But it wasn't even like Jake. Like started. <laughs> we listened to rap ninety five percent of the time, and the dudes were like, "Boo, like, it's like, 
I'm, it's stuff I've never even heard of. And uh, they're like, and it would all, one song would always lead to the next one. Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, you should listen to the one he did with so and so. And it was all connected. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here with 10 of the whitest dudes I know. <laughs> Doing this, one of the whitest activities yeah. that exists on the planet. And driving in the country bayou of yeah. fucking Louisiana. And we are just rapping hardcore. I'm, oh. I'm watching it and loving it. I'm oh. like having a blast. But I was blown away by that. Yeah. And uh, and one thing I got to listen to, I got to play, and you might have heard this. I, and I'm going to start it, and there's a chance we might listen to all three minutes of it. It's this girl that she's uh, a rap country. No. Is it the, is she Katie blonde? Noel. No, my God. I've been have you heard the, this song yet? I can't listen to it, We're Paul. going to. I, why? Because people might not have heard it, and they, they oh, need to hear it. Can I take my headphones off? Dude. <laughs> Can you believe this? It's like real. It, it's the fact. But is it real? Or I thought is it, it was a joke. I thought it was a joke. I'm hoping it's a joke because she's making money. It's I, well, she if if she's making money as a parody artist, like uh, the next Weird Al Yankovic, great, go for it. But if this is real, I quit. I don't want to be a part of Dude. this planet anymore because she that's puts the, everything in there. Critters, like, like I know, it's all in there. I'm all about, like I said, it's like Bubba Sparks. Remember Bubba Sparks? Yes. No, nobody. Yeah. Oh, you I, remember? I know, like, yeah, yeah, getting remember. Dirt. yeah, he tried it, but like, it's just not. Look, white people, you're loud in rap, I guess, if you want to, but don't do that. Don't. I mean, it's like a mockery, but yeah, she knows you're that making it's a joke out of somebody's art form. Yeah. But if you heard some of her, because she's going on attention. If you heard some of her earlier stuff, it's like more rabbit. It's like crazy. Anyway, Paul, I haven't gonna tried to, to listen to any of her. We're going to listen to this for a little bit, maybe just Can't, a minute. Okay, man. at least a minute. All right, all right. Because all right. some people may not have heard this. I'm sorry, guys. Katie K A T I E Noel. Else, no. You got to look her up on like Instagram. <laughs> I've gone oh. into the Katie Noel wormhole. She's just Here a comes. white chicken a backwards ball cap. <laughs> no. Did you come watch it? Holler, Michael. Hold on. She had a catfish on the line already throwing it in a bucket. <laughs> I get it. Already. I, get it. I heard. Okay. She's in a holler, by oh, the way. Oh, yeah. Well, there's no catfish in hollers. I don't know if she knows what a holler is, by the way. But. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on, Michael. Way up in the diesel sitting closest to God. Ride a bull eight seconds, pull the gate when you nod. Oh, you think she's stuff. ever ridden a bull? No. Absolutely, she's never. Well, she just said she rode a bull for eight seconds. Coming she's rode mod. somebody's dick in a jacked up diesel. Oh, I agree with that part. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come on. yeah come, just come on. Okay. We're just going through word salad now. She literally oh. just starts listing all the yeah, things yeah. that she can think of in the Southern Dictionary. Have you ever heard of Cathead Biscuits? Yes. What is that? I've never heard of that. It's just a big, big biscuit. It's, okay. it's, it's like it's we call them Cathead Biscuits, but they're they're just it's large. more about the size than it is the contents. Yeah, there's nothing special about a Cathead Biscuit, but that okay. uh, they're delicious. Michael, once again, she's we're just putting going, Katie on. Stop talking. Jesus fuck. More word salad. Oh, and the video dude just slammed a can on this buddy's this buddy's head. So like, tougher than shit. Literally, I'd be checking her for a stroke if she came into the hospital. She's just listing words like none of that's not a terrible. Michael, you just hush. This is serious art. No, no, it's not. We're going past a minute, by the way. It's a money grab. I mean, good for you. Get your money, but 
If you listen to this and you like it, please stop listening to us. Why are we doing this, Paul? They can't see the video. You're just laughing at shit they can't see. They're just making them listen to the worst song biting. ever. The fish are biting. They're not biting. There's no tea biting. Oh, I hate right, this. We're going to go to two minutes. No, why? 30 more seconds. But why? Catfish biscuits. Oh, God. Don't encourage this. Okay, stop. Stop, please. Please stop. I can't. I she knows can't. how to spell down home, dude. I can't listen to this anymore. All right. That is atrocious. Yes, and I've seen it because on my Instagram reels, the problem is if you all you look at is boats and like country shit, because I do look at a lot of trucks, but if all you're really looking at are boats and shit, like you get all the redneck yeah, stuff like this. Like stuff. my feed algorithm yeah. goes, I get, I get tons of bass, like bass pro shit, like all these bass boat things. I don't bass fish. All them bass boat things. But some reason that counts in there. I don't know. I guess because she just does word salad, so she hits all of yep. the algorithms. But I've seen it like two or three times, and every time I see it, I'm like, surely this is a joke. Like, surely this is just some it, I, I, like Instagram parody grab thing because it's awful. It's awful, Paul. It's awful. I can't. I can't. Uh, thank you for that. That yeah. is terrible. I appreciate well, it. So that that concludes our rap our rap segment. <laughs> oh God! Um, For all well, y'all out there, I'm sorry. Rap is a beautiful art form. That is not included in. That's not the fair, category. Michael. It's not. Well, you draw lines in artwork. <laughs> I'm going to draw lines for rap people. All right, nobody, let's come back and talk about fishing. There's trips. no rap people here to draw lines. Let's come I'm back and talk okay, about fishing okay. trips. Yes, please. Let's stop. To play the Nintendo Entertainment System. I know Dad left you a large trust fund, but he didn't do that. Stop! He didn't do it. Work his entire life for you to do nothing in Jackson Hole for your entire life. Something. It's my money. I'll do what I want to with it. My money, Todd. 
well, you're going to blow through your money. And don't come talking to me when you need more, Todd. Why don't you try relaxing for once? Enjoy yourself. Enjoy your life and your, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Look, Todd, some of us work for a living, man. We all can't just be chilling. Get out of here. Just get out. Fine, I'll go. But don't call me when you're broke. All My Chillin' has been brought to you by Queso Corp. Sponsored particularly by Possum Grease. Get your possum grease today. That's rap music, Paul. I like, yeah, I like that. that. That's art. But now it's all like detuning and auto-tuning and you, like, you just can't. And that's like, I, that back in the day, these guys just got on a mic and said something through the mic. And I don't know shit about, you know, street gang violence, but <laughs> that guy does, apparently. I don't know, I've seen you do some stuff. <laughs> that guy apparently does. So I, I like hearing you, his stories. You're just going to trust him? I like to hear his stories, Paul. Yeah. You know, I, I doubt every country singer that sings about, you know, backwoods hollering, killing somebody that fucked his sister, you know. They ain't done that either. But we still listen to their songs and say, woo, good, yeah, that was right. a good one out there. We trust them. We trust them. We yeah. trust them. I trust them. That's right. Well, all right, Paul, we're going to talk about fishing this time. We said we was going to do it last time, and then we didn't. <laughs> yeah, so we got to go back to past March a year ago. I know, right? Roughly. Like a whole year of. I'm just going to talk about one trip. I only have one trip, so you that talk works about your out. trip. I'm going to talk about my Seychelles trip because it was literally like three weeks ago. Yeah, and yeah. I'm going to read a little excerpt from the old journal. Yeah, and then we'll get the hell off you guys. And also talk about your upcoming trip. Yeah, well, yeah, it's the same trip that I went on, but yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I guess mine was the first one, so I'll start with that. But yeah, so I went to the Keys again last year. It was my last little who robbed for, uh, and I think. I'm pretty sure, yeah, because I went to the Glades in February and I went to the Keys in March or in May. Oh, that's right. You did the Glades right before. I did a double run. Wasn't it kind of rough weather yeah, or something? So, yeah, we had, a, we had a pretty rough time. But we, we put a couple in there on the last that's day. Right. And we, we did, we made some snook stuff. Did some snook stuff. We had a lot of fun. Um, it was just, it was what it was. Um, Hold but, on a second. Ben, we're talking about fly fishing, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, sorry. And then... Um, but yeah, so uh, in May we went down to the Keys and we stayed in a, a new place a little further south than we normally do. We were still fishing the Isla Morada, Greater Isla Morada, Long Key area. Yeah. Um, but we found a badass little house which we managed to make friends with the owners, and so this year we didn't have to go through Airbnb. We just called them up and booked it. So hopefully, uh, those folks stay alive for a while so I can still access it. But it's like a it's like a 1950s cottage that's still like intact. Like I'm talking that's- pecky cypress walls. On like so you know, old school looking, 
Old school, built on ground level, which like all the houses now are built up on stilts, right? You know, uh, when you go to the Keys. But this one is ground level and you walk 10 feet outside and you're on the dock. Like it's 10 feet out the back door and you're on a dock in a little private lagoon thing. That's cool. Like shit that just doesn't exist in the Keys. I've ever seen some photos you took. It looked real eclectic on the back porch. And it's all, it's, yeah, like the whole decor there, it's all you know, tchotchkes for last, lack of a better word, but it's not fake tchotchkes. Like, it's real deal. It's like, yeah. yeah, all the pulleys and shit from sailboats are old pulleys from actual sailboats that that's cool. this guy's owned, you know. So that's cool. So it was a cool place to stay. Um, I, To be honest, I caught one fish. I missed a few, put a few, like, you know, it was, it's oceanside fishing. We didn't have a lot going on in the back. The fish I caught was in the back. Um and we leadered him. I ended up breaking my rod at the boat side because I'm lazy. I, I, I basically, I put the wood to him as hard as I could. And then at the last second, instead of doing what I know better, fish was up alongside the boat. I had rolled him a couple times. I knew we could probably boat him. It was about a, it wasn't a huge fish, 90, 80, somewhere between 70 and 90. The I thing don't know. is, those fish still look big at the side of the boat. They're you know big, I mean? yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, I, I mean, and I talked to my buddy who was with us. The, he's caught way more than me, but... Uh, I'd call it 70 to 90, somewhere in there yeah. without taping him. I can't tell you for sure, but yeah. not a massive fish, but a big enough fish to give you trouble at the boat side. Yeah. Um, and what I should have done, for those of you that want to know this lesson before you break a fly rod, I should have walked to the back of the boat, to the stern of the boat, and pulled that fish backwards. He was alongside the boat, and I needed to move him back. Mm-hmm. All right, so I was trying to pull him back on his tail. And what I should have done was walk to the back of the boat and pull straight with my rod to apply that pressure yeah, yeah, yeah. to pull his head back so my guy could grab him, right? What I did because I was, you know, end of the day and I was tired and wore out was I just, nah, fuck it, and flex the rod and just use the rod low and to the side to try to turn his head and bring him backwards. And I broke it off about midsection. Um, at that point, my guy on the leader had to just hold on to the leader so the fish made one big surge and... He couldn't let go of it because my rod was in two pieces, so that was the end of that fish. But um, it was a fine trip. Now, I'll tell you this. I've never (laughs) – we broke – so my buddy Mike, we were down there with his boat, and his boat's a – it's been a trooper over a lot of years. But this was just one of them trips where everything that could break broke. Uh, It started with a starter. Um, So we were hand-pulling a two-stroke 90 to get it started. I remember that. Yeah. And then I remember, um, just, I remember the story. Now, and I don't know how many of y'all might know the diff, the the area around Alamorada. Woo! Um, but there's a set, there's a, like a little back cut. They call it a wheel ditch that comes in behind uh, Lower Matacumbi, and it comes from like uh, up where Robbie's is, and it comes out in the basin on the south side of Lower Matacumbi. It's barely wide enough for two boats to pass side by side. You got to get up in the bushes out. We were wheeling back in there after one or more drinks from Robbie's, and my buddy's steering cable snapped as I was trying to make a hard right turn coming through. There's this one little section. So I managed to get the boat stopped with some gear grinding before we hit the bushes. That, you know, we were on plane, and we weren't flying. We were, like, cruising, but we were on plane. So we got it stopped, so nobody got hurt. No, There's no other boats coming. It was fine. But then we had to hand steer the motor from lower Matacumbe all the way down to below. Does in like two hands? Like well, no. What we did is we got we had a guy with us, uh, a friend of ours, Doug, who he played uh, defensive end for, or no, he was a tight end for uh, University of North Carolina. Big tall guy. He's okay. lost a lot of weight, but he's uh, still big, tall, long arms. 
he sat on the back of the boat. We gave him a boat cushion. He leaned up in kind of on the crook right near the uh, polling platform and then just reached his arm through there and grabbed the back of it. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, yeah. Okay. And Santelli sat up at the console and ran the throttle. And then Santelli would still turn the steering wheel. Steering wheel didn't do shit, but he was still turning the steering wheel. And then I was sitting on the bow at his point in which way Santelli was turning the steering wheel. That's <laughs> So amazing. that Doug could, like, steer. So if you don't turn the steering wheel... It, it doesn't, it's, it's no, I didn't do anything. So like his had a cable steering but system. I mean, if 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 your thing's down, you can turn the engine in the back without someone doing the. Yeah, it's completely okay. cut loose. Okay. That cable snapped. I so, just didn't know if. Uh, so the next day, what we did was we ratchet strapped a broomstick to the side of the motor um, as a tiller. Now, granted, you still had to run the throttle on a, a binnacle on the console. And then steer with the broomstick that was behind you on your left. So your right hand's on a binnacle, your left hand's on a broomstick, and you you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do it that way. But the problem with that system was that the ratchet straps were on the top part of the cowling, and you had to take the cowling off every time you had to hand pull the motor. It got real complicated. Yeah, yeah. But we broke every goddamn thing in that boat by the end of it. I just at some point it was just like, what else? Like, yeah. And I had to t- I towed that boat down there, and I was towing it home. Me and oh, Santelli yeah, <laughs> borrowed Rummel's boat. The for, last he day, offered it to you. He yeah. So the last day we did take it. Um, he offered up his Maverick that was on a lift. At on. least you got this trip out of the way. Yeah, like, yeah. You're yeah. bound to have. You're just going to have one of these trips. Yeah. So and then that day the weather was awful, but he he his boat sits on a lift uh, on the ocean side. Yeah. And we ducked in the back, but it was just a bad day. But it was nice of him. For those of you who own boats, you don't just loan your boat to, to people. Yeah, he didn't go with you either, right? No, he didn't go. It was just me and Big Doug and, and Mike Santelli. And, and I went down there a month later, and I was like, let me pay you for gas. He goes, no, those guys filled it up. <laughs> yeah, we ran all, We ran a bit. We didn't run that much, but like I was like, I don't give a shit how much we ran. We're topping the tank off. Yeah. So we and stopped, I got the benefit off that. Yeah, we stopped at Bud and Mary's and, and topped her off and then pulled her over to his house. I, was like, There's no I think way. I offered him like 30 bucks for gas, and he's like, no, no. And we Mike, sc- Mike and then bought it. And we scrubbed the shit out of that boat too. We got back. They were his. He wasn't around because he had shit to do. But his wife was out there, and and we were like, "Where's all the boat stuff?" And so we found all the boat cleaning stuff, and we just we detailed that boat on the ramp. I mean, when somebody lets you borrow the boat, that's yeah, that's you, the least you, you can. You got to try do. to go above and beyond for sure. Yeah, but that was the last trip, and then uh, the biggest trip that happened last year for me was uh, my baby was born uh, yeah. in July. Uh, we weren't expecting her for another couple of weeks. She wasn't due till August, but. Um, like I'm, let's do this thing. Yeah, man. Um, and then yeah, it turned into a whole thing. But uh, she popped out perfect. She's been perfect. <sighs> I mean, well, she didn't pop out. We had to go get her. We had to, yeah, you know, the old knife trick. But yeah. uh, we got her out of there. And then um, yeah, man, she's been great. I, I can't really bitch. I mean, she's still a baby. Yeah, they don't <laughs> they don't really give two shits about you know your schedule. It's but. crazy though. Like is when you're in it, and everyone tells you this. You don't get it until you finally just experience it. You're like in a time warp. Yeah. It's a really weird t- Like, your baby's obviously probably maybe not double the size of when she was born. But if you if I were to hand you a baby the same size when she was born, you'd be like, how? It's just <laughs> yeah. crazy to think that they were ever that small. Because you're, yeah. al- you're always living in the moment. And I know we're about to get back on the fishing thing. But you're always living in the moment with the said baby. Yeah, yeah. And like in my moment right now, my baby's two years and two months old. And to me, she's still a tiny little baby. Yeah, it's just anyway. So yeah, mine's starting to crawl now, and that's that's just terrifying because like she's not where you left her when you put her. (laughs) She's she's figured out the crawling thing, and she's gone, baby. Like she is 
everywhere. Oh, it's that movie that just came out everywhere all the time. Yeah, everything all at once or yeah, something. Whatever. Like the title makes me not even want to watch the movie. Have you I, seen it? I haven't, but I kind of want to watch I'm going, it. Now. I'm going to. I kind of have to. It's all, I think it's just dimensions and but shit. I don't like it. being confused already by the title. <laughs> Yeah, like like Brendan Fraser movies, whale. Okay, it's about a fat guy. I get it. I get or, it. It's or, easy. Or easy. Do I even need to see it? No. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> Great movie. <laughs> All right. What about you? You got a year full of adventures. Yeah. So I just mentioned the losing anything. I did the losing anything for the first time in December. Patrick Duke, artist in Colorado. He he yeah. runs a few different kind of like hosted trips, and one is to Louisiana. Uh, I got lucky oh, to get Colorado them. Art and Angling? Or yeah, Art and it? Angling. Art and Angling. It's funny, I called him yesterday. I'm like, hey, man, you want to be on our podcast? He goes, <laughs> He's well, already done it. He goes, well, I've already I did it like... <laughs> I go, okay, shit. He goes, yeah, remember I did it from like the Puerto Rico airport? I'm like, oh, I went, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Anyway, so, so I, and Jake went along, and we had a... An awesome time, last minute, literally like a week out. One of the guys had to drop out. And so I'm thinking, who's the first person I could call and possibly spend the money? Who, who has the a money? A week out. Yeah, who just has that money laying there. And it was a little cheaper than it normally would have been, just mm-hmm. based on the situation. And he literally goes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so. Old Jake the Snake, baby. It was play. fun, though, man. That, that Louisiana deal, it's a different breed of redfish. Obviously, they're big. Everybody I've heard of, like, it's, it's yeah, it's completely different. Like, my buddy James, when he went down, you know James, you lived with him. Yeah. Like, James went down there, and his thing was like, you know, here we lead redfish, right? You put it yeah. from whatever, you try yeah. to lead them. He's like, they fished with a guy down there. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Hit him in the fucking face yeah, with exactly. it. Exactly. Like, you don't lead them. And you lead were, them, ain't going to see there it. There were a couple fish that I led <laughs> because they were moving fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here, if you have a fish moving that fast, you're not going to catch yeah, that fish. Yeah, leave them alone. Because it's scared or... Do- I, it was coming right at us. I cast it to my one o'clock on him, thinking I would bring it across him. And right when I realized he was going too fast, I recasted, and he's still moving, hauling ass. The fly landed, and before it could even hit the water, he came up and like yeah. was eating it like a bird. I will so. say I've caught fish like that here too, where they've been boogieing out, and I've just plopped one right yeah. on them. Like, as and they a, have less time to think about. Yeah, it. it's just a reaction. Yeah, yeah. So it does. It can it does. work. Yeah, yeah. But. So, but for the most part, and we proved it the last day I fished with Patrick on the last day, and we kind of had this joke feeding the geese. <laughs> it kind of comes from another realm of movie triple X stuff, you know, feeding the ducks. Yeah. But we literally, last the last few hours of the trip, let's just see if we can get close enough and just throw the fly. And sure enough, do we call like two fish just throwing the fly at these fish? They're sitting there on the bottom. You get that fly anywhere close to their head, they just, they just eat it. Yeah. Uh. It was cool. It was fun. I definitely want to do it again. I will do it again. Yeah. I don't feel like it's something I have. Like I'm sitting here daydreaming about. Like I da- like I daydream about Mexico permit. I daydream about Florida tarpon. I don't daydream about losing at a redfish. But it's fun as shit. I, I want to do it at least you once. Have to do it. I, I, I will. Do it. I will eventually. I, I'll tell you. I daydream. Obviously about tarpon, but bonefish constantly. Yeah. Like yeah. tailing bonefish. Like. And I know they're not the biggest, most exciting fish on the planet, but god dang, man. Yeah. There's nothing prettier than bonefish tailing. I, like, I agree. Just not, there's just not. I mean, well, permit tailing's pretty damn amazing, too, but bonefish, there's something about them, like when they're just like doing that little yeah. thing that they do. I know. Oh, it's so good. Anyway. Well, my, my latest passion, though, is, is trigger fish. 
Like I, I've only caught them in the Bahamas. You've got and they're some, hard to catch, aren't they? They're very hard to catch. I mean, they're well, they're like the sheephead of the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. tropical world, the clear water because they got similar mouths. Yeah. They've got similar feeding t- styles. They scrape barnacles and uh-huh. shit as a general rule. And they're just they have personality. Yeah. They're like, but they're strong as all get out. I mean, they're absolutely. What are we doing? Oh yeah, yeah. We're abs- I mean, they're absolutely strong as hell. They're big, you know, panfish. They get sideways on you. Like, I've caught two in the Bahamas. Like, yeah. And they're usually the uh, ocean gray triggerfish, yep. which is weird that they Atlantic come up on the flight. Yeah, fish. Atlantic. Because there's like you got the queens and you got there's so many different triggerfish in the Bahamas. Tons. Yeah. But like for whatever reason, those ocean grays or the Atlantic grays, they're the ones that come up on the flats. Yeah, the rest stay on the reef. Yeah. So that's the only ones I've caught, and I and I broke a couple off. That I, I hooked one in Ackland that was a monster, like just a stupid big trigger yeah. that was in there, and I hooked him, and he he broke me off. I think he got the leader across his uh-huh. his gill or his grill, but. Just grill. Um, well, that's why they got nasty teeth. No, man. yeah, for sure. But uh, well, so I chased those that damn gray trigger for eight years, like yeah. Bahamas, Honduras, Mexico. Every year I see them in Mexico, and I try to cast them. That fly hadn't even hit the water, and they're spooked. They're real spooky. They're real weird. I just think you got to get it right place, right time, and they will eat. You just got to find them when they're like low a light. Head. Low light. They'll tail like bonefish. Yeah. And when there's low light like that and they're tailing, that's the ones I've caught have been. That big one in Ackland's an exception. That was midday on like a sand flat. He was yeah. just kind of cruising through there. But like n- the other two that I've caught have been low light tailing fish. Afternoon or morning, doesn't really matter, you know, whatever. But I think like, you're right because they're too damn smart. Like you got to get a scenario where you have some advantage, you know. All right. What were we reading? Parrotfish? So, I saw read, that thing, by the I'm way. I'm going to read it in a second, but I'm going to talk about the Seychelles trip first and read this. Well, um, yeah. So I saw your big-ass parrotfish. Yeah. So and then I saw Magnum had, of course, show you Magnum caught bit. three. That thing, that one, the only yeah. picture I saw was an absolute dinosaur of a yeah. fucking any kind of fish. But yeah, that I fish mean, in particular, it has to be like as big of one as I've ever seen. Well, there pictures. was one that Ben uh, lives in Birmingham. He caught the giant toad of the bump heads. This thing, if you thought David's was big, like if you saw this guy's Ben's, it looked like a dinosaur. Like it had a big old gray head. Those things literally bump each other. So we didn't. Know, I didn't know that. They like that's how they can test their like when they're spawning and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They they kind of like rams. dominance or whatever. Yeah. So uh, the trip was incredible. Long way to get there. I don't have to go through all that. We all know it's a long way to get there. So we stayed at Farquhar. So basically two and a half days later, you're finally at the lodge. And that's a lot of time changes. So it's not really to, to you know, our time. It's probably right on like a day and three quarters, whatever. So you get there and it's a Farquhar. You have to land in Alphonse and then take another little plane to Farquhar Island and you're there. And all of a sudden you get there and there's just a, big old school of GTs that just stay there. Nice. And they said, mate, $3,000 and you can cast to them. <laughs> it's their pets. And it sounds like someone has done that. Oh, I'm sure. They want that picture before they go home, right? And those three, if that, they can even land one. that $3,000, I think it's just tip money for all the people. Like, you yeah. know, but th- someone has taken the bait on that. And they're just there. I mean, they're, you, you can throw rocks. and they're Well, they're probably fed. where they clean fish and Exactly. They eat out, all yeah. the scraps. So it's yeah. probably best that those fish stay there. Huh. And they don't, and there's there's mullet going all around them. They don't even know how they to eat They don't need to. Mullet. They're fat yeah. and healthy, happy, baby. Totally. So, uh, but the main thing you're catching or trying to catch there 
is not really GTs. Now, people do want to catch GTs. There are GTs around. They're kind of like jacks here. Like, if you go out and fishing in the harbor or fish for Cobia or fish for whatever, you're going to see jacks. And that's kind of like what GTs are at Farquhar. They're not, like, the main destination. And uh, bumphead parrotfish are kind of the main attraction. And that's the main thing I wanted to catch there. That's the main thing everyone wanted to catch. A couple guys didn't, not that they didn't know any better. They just they just wanted to catch whatever. Yeah. They didn't really have anything on If I ever make it to the Seychelles, just put me in a boat and point just, me at something. Exactly. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and Farquhar, I thought was cool compared to Cosmo. Yeah. Because it had so much different terrain, different types of lagoons, different depths, different things. You, if it's high tide, you fish this. If it's low tide, you fish this. There's always something you can do that is a cool outcome if you do it right. Compared to Cosmo, it was like the main thing you need is a high tide and GTs. Yeah. Everything else is kind of a bycatch. Gotcha. So, day one, Mangum and I fished together. And, of course, I got the only eat all week on a permit, and I screwed it up. <laughs> well, I short-struck it. Is it one of the golden permit things? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yellow. And you would have had, like, the, the, you'd have had the set, buddy. Yeah, I know, man. The only two. You would have yeah, had dude. the whole pair. I short-struck it. Uh, Instead of just, like, doing that continual, like, I went, like, did that whole thing and screwed it up. So, I didn't catch that. But day two, I was out with uh, Garrett and, let's see, yeah, Matthew. Irish is what they called him. And he actually knows uh, Owen Player. He guided oh, wow. with Owen in Russia. In Russia and that, that whole t- yeah. yeah. And he was my favorite guide by far. I got to fish with him twice. Uh, I pushed for a third day, but he goes, mate, nobody fishes with me three days. Because <laughs> he knows that he would have been kind of doubling up on the same spots yeah. and wants to appear as though he fishes different places the whole time. And if I went for the third time, he'd be like, yeah. He'd be out of spots. I'm out. We're going yeah. to visit the same spot. At so he goes, no, no, no three days, mate. <laughs> so uh, so got the bumpy, and I was with Garrett that day, and he had a really good shot at the school, and they were kind of out of the surf, and they were kind of up in this really nice, calm, pleasant water. And he had a fly all in him, and it just didn't work out. And so I would say he fished for probably five, ten minutes, like maybe eight to ten casts with the fly in there. And just like as if it was me and I didn't catch something, they went to the surf, and so he was like, Paul, it's your turn. Okay. So, and I would have done the same thing because, you know, we just traded off. And then the surf, maybe they're just a little bit more distracted. Maybe they're not as, like, you know, aware of what's going on. But second cast, man, it was tight. And I had hooked one the day before, and it went and did the old coral head fucking circus. That's the thing, like, when I look at all these videos and, and pictures and what you guys fishing, like, Having fished around some coral, nothing uh-huh. like that. But yeah. like, I'm like, I can't even like these fish know, man. I mean, it's like it's a nightmare to try to fight a fish in that yeah. environment. Like, and we were in a boat like above him, like uh, racing through stuff. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna go around that. Yeah, yeah. Over there. So we were watching his every move. Then yeah. he'd get two fish with him, and they they. Well, and parrot had lived down That's in their coral. Thing. That's their yeah. Deal. And he went yeah. finally went in a hole, and we couldn't get him out. So, but this fish. Uh, wasn't that scenario? We, well, actually, it was. We were mourning the surf. There's coral heads out in the surf. Irish, Matthew, literally, I have him on. I've got 100 feet of backing out. I get the fly line back. And probably 20 feet of fly line, I'm, like, looking at it. The next thing he goes, yeah, I look up. He's netted the damn thing. Holy like, shit. that's he, how you play these things. You, oh, don't, you, you, don't, get them. you don't do the whole, like, all right, back him off. Like, uh they put those things in the net as quick as possible. And yeah. that's the same way with GTs on, on the surf, too. You have to because the, there's too yeah. many obstacles. Totally. You can't fight them for long. Yeah. That so that's sense. how that works. Like, they get those things in the net as quick as possible. 
So uh, that's how I got my bumpy. And I don't know. I, I don't think we fished that school again. Actually, I think Garrett did a while. But by then, I think they were kind of fried. And then the rest of the day was trigger fish. We caught some bluefin trevally. Uh, Garrett and I both did. Yeah, I've seen those smaller. They're really pretty. They look oh, like gorgeous. a blue jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we get like, um, I don't know if you ever caught a horse eye or a black or a mm-hmm. uh, big it's eye. A horse eye jack. There's a horse eye jack and there's a big eye jack okay. and then there's a black jack. There's a lot of them in the Bahamas, but the the horse eye, they're more yellow. I don't know why I said them. The big eye, they have Is like it Mama said blue. Jack You Out, I think, has yeah, a lot Mama of those. Mama said Jack You Off has all those in it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I love jacks, man. I, I don't have any beef on them except for GTs because they're overrated. But. Other than that, I don't have any beef with jacks. I will say the GT, in my experience, at Farquhar was a different GT. Those fish don't blitz the fly anymore. It's Those fish, I think, have been a little bit ed- educated. Well, like anything, yeah. It's a little bit, it's not a, the easy route anymore. You're not just going to slap a fly down and vzz, you no, have to, no, yeah. You have to kind of work the fish now. They they swim slower. You got you to gotta work the fly I will a say, different. I, I, I fucked up a, a Jack Creval this year. I did do that before the baby came. Me and Germs ran down to uh, a hill and head or wherever. And uh, we were fishing and found some jacks eventually. It took all day, but we found some. And uh, <laughs> so we see these jacks, and they're just kind of cruising on the current. Like they're just surfing, and we can see them. Toss popper in there. Bang, 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 bang. And... I see one loading up. I don't know if you fish jacks. Obviously, you fish a lot more jacks than I have. But, like, if you ever see a jack, I call it loading up. But what you'll see is you'll see a fish, like, he'll kind of take a half-hearted swipe at one, uh-huh. and then you'll see him, like, spring-load himself, and oh, yeah, you just totally. know he's about to murder it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And so I see this they fish. They do that side thing a lot. Yeah, yeah, so I see this, like, half-ass swipe, but then I see he never takes his eyes off of it, and he, like, he came over, I was like, oh, shit, he's going to murder it. And he came out of the water, like, mouth uh-huh. open, like, coming at me, boom, yeah. and just ate it. Man, and there's a photographer. I keep talking about yeah. so, like, so I, I'm strip, strip, stripping. Well, it's not my rod. It was Germs's rod. It was a fiberglass stick with a big able on it, uh, 12 weight or something. <laughs> so at some, for some reason, somewhere in the strip, like I'm, I know like he's coming at me. Like, so imagine he picked up the popper. He's, he comes out of the water, breaches with the popper in his mouth towards me. So I've obviously got a bunch of slack now, right? So I'm hauling as hard as I can haul. And at some point, the line snagged in my hand and I ripped the fly rod out of my hand with the strip. Fly rod comes out of my hand. Really? Bounces on the deck, like tries to go overboard. Yeah. I get it. Like I get a hold of it, but now I've got an even bigger mess because I've had yeah. a fly rod that's just bounced on the fucking deck and it's wrapped up in its shit. And like I so I'm untangling, unwrangling, and when it comes to like comes tight and I'm still there, wow. and I'm like, shit. But then I've got the it's wrapped around everything. Uh-huh. And then, so then the fish comes tight, and of course it's a jack, so jacks do what they do, it's yeah. going wide open. And he broke me off. He ended oh. up spitting the popper out, so we got the popper back. Okay. But like, I was like, that was the most fucking green, like, <laughs> baby fly fisherman bullshit show that's ever happened. And we had a guy with us who's like, a really nice guy, a good photographer, I won't mention his name, but he's a greenish fly fisherman. Like, he's not a, you know, very seasoned guy. And Jerem's literally didn't eat any sugar cookies. What the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. I was like, I have no idea what just hey, happened. But we all like, have our moments. That's jackfishing. We like, all they, have our they moments. They just like, and I and like, and I'm never 
But that's Jax. They they can just absolutely wreck your shit yeah. at any point in time. And does like he made me look like a goddamn fool. Which I mean I am, but like he, but he made it, it he made it, it apparent to everybody. Isn't it, isn't it kind of refreshing though to kind of it will, it happen it, every now and then? Yeah, every once in a while, like because you, I've done a lot of really cool stuff where I'm like, There's, I'm not that good, you know, like where you do something like just instinctively, yeah. and you're like, oh, her, 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 and you play it up to your boys, but in your head, you're like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck I just did. Well, I just like it, I just it just happened. It's kind of like <laughs> in that 120 days film when Megan was like. It feels good every now and then when they get the best of you. That you know one got I mean? the best of me, and it was just a, a lowly jack, but he yeah. fucked me up real good. I didn't Love even have that. time to like fight him, but <laughs> bounced no, him real that's, off the that's awesome. And I just told the world about it because I got no shame. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Jacks will terrible. mess you up. I looked like I looked like Dude, Mama said jack you out. Mama said jack you off. He jacked me right <laughs> up, right off. He jacked the rod right off my hand into the into the boat. All right, we're gonna read this insert. So uh yeah, yeah. And I mean just to just to finish, uh I caught some trigger fish, which I love, mustache triggers. I didn't catch a yellow margin. They're super colorful looking fish. The trip was great. It ended up great. We got home safe. No major issues, no major problems. A long way to go, but man, if you can figure out a way to go, it's incredible. It's a, it's an amazing place. It's a far way to go, and I know it's not easy to do. It's expensive. Yeah, but but hey, man, good man, on you. Yeah. So, all right, I'm gonna read uh, one of my journal things here, and I have terrible handwriting on these things, so if I have to take a second to kind of reread stuff, I'm gonna try the best I can here, and then we're gonna see old Richard Queso. Oh right? God, I forgot he was. It's been a while. Yeah, that dude. I saw him at the Atlanta Fly Fishing Show. I can, yeah, I can picture that. <laughs> I, thought, I started to say I can't believe he went there. Well, I don't like, know nah, where he lives nah. these days. I didn't even get into that with him. I, I, you know what? I ran him out of my backyard. I don't know, six months ago. Once the baby showed yeah. up, I was like, "Look, bro, you can't have look, bro. Your, you're back here bowling possum grease and shit in my backyard. Yeah. Like, yeah. I got a child. Yeah, like, I don't know what kind Is of that toxins. grass even grown. Back? No, it's still dirt back there. I have no okay. idea what he was doing. All right, anyway, that's nothing to do with this. All right, February twentieth, fished with Ben Wallerstein and Irish Matthew, the guide. Triggers and perms were the main mission. That was the deal. Matthew Irish was all in. We first went to Royal Hotel, which is a spot. Spot to look for permit based on the tide. We spent about an hour looking at the beach, but with no luck. We walked down a bit to another section and ran into some bones. Rays, sharks, and a lot of life, which is always a good sign. And by the way, the bonefish were hard to catch, man. Crazy enough, they just weren't happening. Like, I, I broke a couple off, but at the end of the day, they were tough to get. Anyway, so we came upon a group of permit, four or five, that seemed to be really floating high and seemed to be happy. We cast it to them. They chased for a small distance. We changed flies and gave another group of permit a cast. And they looked, but with no eats or even a chase. We casted them for a few times, but finally decided it was trigger time. And this is all kind of based on, like, tides. So you, these, there's, so, there's not a huge tide change here, but it's enough to where certain spots and certain types of fish you want to fish for are totally based on, okay, now we're going to go fish for, tr- for triggers. And we also kind of burned these permit out. As I came to find out, it was kind of the same two schools of permit that everyone was fishing for all week. So we went to the trigger zone in an area they call Napoleon Dynamite. It was lower tide, close to a flat that floods with turtle grass that was all dry at the time. We were fishing the ledge drop-in Ledge drop off, 
and white sand, about one to two feet of water. We saw so many triggerfish hanging on the coral heads. Ben and I changed after eats or time. Don't know what that means. But I caught two mustache triggers, and Ben caught a yellow margin trigger. So you're doing the old lefty crate thing, like 30 minutes or three strikes? Yeah, is that, that, that's what I, yeah, I guess, yeah. A lot of yeah. times folks do that. Just, Pretty much, yeah. Uh, or I would catch one or, or have a couple shots. He'd have a couple shots. We'd switch. Yeah. This day I had, I was rolling. I just, I kind of, I guess I just found a pot of gold that day because I would see a fish. He'd say, cast six inches to the right of it. I'd fucking cast six inches. I just had nice. that day where you were just nailing You're it. You're on it, yeah. And I missed a couple. Ben missed a couple, too. Yeah. He was doing really good too. He it just took him a little bit longer to actually catch one. He was having mm-hmm. some good luck. It just wasn't totally going his way. Yeah. They're such cool fish. Strip, strip, pause, and they have such personalities. Man, they'll they'll back up. Come look at the fish. Back up again. They're and smart, then, and like, they'll do this whole oh thing. Yeah. They'll eyeball it from every angle. Totally, it's yeah. so cool, and you can see them trying to eat it. It's just they have such weird mouths. Well, they pick it up and like chew on it. Yeah, but you got to wait on them to get it all. Yeah, the way in you got to slowly just see. If, Something's there, yeah. And then and when you then, feel the weight, you gotta yeah. give them. You gotta give them the business. It's such. I just love. I love trigger. They're fish, tricky little fuckers. I like them, but they're they tricky. chase, then eat on the pause. You can see them dip on the fly, pause, and hopefully the fly has worked its way into their small mouth. Then you slowly strip again, and they are on trigger time. There you go. Boom. That's awesome. Man. So it's definitely not like. Some amazing writing, but it's just I'm just writing kind of what happened that day, and there you go. That's well, all right, man. Well, you know, yeah. Uh, well, that was fun. Thank you for taking us along. Hey, man. Thank you for taking us along on the journey. Yeah. One of these yeah. days, I'll go somewhere cool. I've been a lot of places cool. I'm just fucking with you. No, I know. Like, that's I. Yeah. I ain't been to the station. I've, I've been super fortunate. Oh no. Duh. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Uh, of, 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 of all the people on the planet that I get to hate for going to those <laughs> places, you're not one of them. I'm like, absolutely, send Paul for fuck's sake. <laughs> we got to have a representative. I yeah. mean, send Paul. Hey, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy to go. Yeah, man, you should. Well, uh, it was a good little reunion. We're going to try to do this. Not try. We're doing it once a month. Yeah. It's not an negotiable. Me and Paul can figure that out yeah. between just two of us. And well, we're going to set a date. And if, if whoever can do it, does it now. We're yeah. going to do it right. I think this is a good spot. This to is do the it. best place to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And we'll always just make it at night. That way that works for you during the week. <laughs> makes, makes it, yeah, it has to be during the week during, at night because that's the babies are asleep. And, yeah. Yeah. And that wife, way we can go to the bar and get a beer afterwards. Yeah, and my wife doesn't care if I disappear for one night a month. Yeah, it's 8.55. We're right on time. We're looking yeah. good. We're looking like a champ. Are you ready? Uh, you, I, I, don't, I didn't let dude in. Queso. Shit, is he still sitting out in the parking lot? Yeah, okay, oh, we'll okay. get him. I'm going to play the him. song. Okay, you play the song, I'll go get the queso. Belly Live fans, it's your favorite fishing partner, Mr. Richard Queso. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Paul, Richard. I hate seeing you since Atlanta. How you been? <laughs> I just told Michael, he's out there looking for you. I, yeah, I saw him come out the back door, but I come through the window. Okay, yeah. You, you really ought to lock them windows. <laughs>
<laughs> I usually you do. Shouldn't, you shouldn't leave them unlocked, Paul. So where you been, safety hazard. Where you been living, bud? You know, here and there behind the Walmart. It is just wherever I can okay. hook up the old trailer and boil some possum grease, you know. So now that we're back to doing this once a month, are you going to be here in Charleston? Well, I can probably hang around at least one day a month. Yeah, I figure okay, I can good. rotate. i put you in the old Richard Queso rotation. Okay. Hey, well, why don't you tell us what you've been doing? I got a couple uh, emails. Well, questions you know, for Paul, you from- it's been a long year. Uh, I was living, you know, over in West Ashley, and then Mike kicked me out uh, when the baby moved in, and I had uh-huh. to relocate. So I've been on a bit of a spiritual journey. Okay. <clears throat> I went to Asheville for a little while. I don't know if you've been to Asheville, but. There's some funny people up there. But the problem was, they can only crawfish for like three months a year, and then okay. it gets all cold and shit. Yeah, so I, yeah. had to, I ran out of possums, the po- the coons and the stuff in yeah. the trash behind all the breweries. That was a good thing, but, you know, once you kill them, they're gone. So I had, with the cleaned out the coons, I had to move out. Sure. Uh, so I just been bouncing around, and, you know, I like the vibe in Nashville. So I started uh, just hitting all the cool southern towns. I ended up in Birmingham. Yeah. And then I moved on down to New Orleans for a little bit, but that was a little too much. So I took a hard left and I went to Austin. Have you been to Austin? Yeah. Yeah. Austin was fantastic. I sold out of coon claw powder. I sold out of possum grease and everything else. But then uh, I realized I left my boat. I left uh. my boat in Mike's yard. And I know he's building a boat, and I didn't want him stealing none of my pots to put on his boat. So I come running back, and then that's why I'm here. Here we are. Okay. After a spiritual journey. Wow. Any chocolate mushrooms involved in that? There was a lot of mushrooms involved in that. <laughs> but it was a good kind, Paul. It was all about finding myself. Oh, yeah, I love that. Exploring the inner sanctum that is Richard Queso. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, feeling good about it. Did anybody write to me while I was yeah, gone, Yeah, I did. Paul? Yeah, I've got one here from... I'm Ooh. not going to say their full name, but A. Rogers in Green Bay. Well, hello, A. Rogers. Green Bay, that's a long way, and it's yeah. really cold. It says, let's see, it says, Dear Richard, I'm thinking about retiring yeah. because I've had an ailing left testicle, and I tried coon claw powder. How do you think I should do with the possum grease next? Well, I'm not going to lie to you. The coon claw powder is good for, like, the rashes or, like, the chafing down there, but it's not going to do much for the swelling. Now, the possum grease could maybe help a little bit, but you're going to have to combine it with some heat. So what I recommend personally is to warm the possum grease up. Now... Do not do this in your house because your wife will divorce you, but you warm it up outside, like preferably 100 yards away from any living domicile, and then once it is cool enough to be touched, you can rub it on your stuff. Okay. It should take the swelling right out every time. Okay. He he also says... uh you can come see me in Green Bay, but I'll probably be New York Jets soon, whatever that means. Right. I, I don't know what that means at all. I think it's Aaron Rodgers. Oh! Either yeah, he says he's a big fan. Yeah. All right, so the next one Aaron, is... I ain't taking no vaccine, Rogers. Okay, cool. Poop. Yeah. I bet he loves the cool claw powder. <laughs> he's a big fan of yours, Yeah, Richard. apparently. <laughs> all right, Billy Phelps uh, writes, Richard, I know you're not a huge just fly fisherman, but I've come to find out that I can just work the creeks here in the low country with a shrimp pattern and a real bobber on my fly rod. How do you feel about that? Well, here's the thing. I 
support it 100%. Popping corks and fly rods was born to be together. Now it's a little bulky. It's a little weird. <laughs> Richard Queso, stamp of approval. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Big that's, fan. That's good. That's Big good. fan. Um, here from L. Luttrell in Florida. Oh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> it just, all it says is, do you even double haul bro? Wow. Actually, I triple haul. But, you know, not to be counting on how many times I haul on the fly line there, little Luttrell. We know it's you, Larry. <laughs> okay. Well, that's all That's all I've got. If you just wanna, That's it. That's all I got. If you want to just have any inner thoughts. I'm losing my voice. All that traveling and the mushrooms is starting to take a toll on my old voice box. But I love y'all. I'm happy to be back. Richard Queso is back. We're bitches. back. We'll be back Woo! soon. Yeah. See y'all later. Right to me. Thanks, Richard. Let's all go inside. All right. This well, little outro. Let's just get the right I song. I heard Richard. Here. I never. I saw him. Oh. <laughs> just for Will. <laughs> <laughs> So the next one we'll definitely have to get Will involved, whether yeah. it's just a phone call. We um, miss Will. That was the rig- the OG was just us three, right? Like I, was Doug yeah. on the first? No, he was, one? On the first show. was he? I can't remember if Doug. Yeah. And speaking of which, I saw Doug's boat yesterday. Where? It was, it's uh, Mark Holfield owns it now. Oh, the old one. Yeah, the one. The, the, the whole one. one. Yeah, and he was. Uh, it was over at the skiff shop. They was doing some uh, okay. some detail work oh, on I it. I saw he posted that. Yeah, yeah he was doing a couple did. little things. He's like, hey, man, I'll show you something. I'm like, you mean the hatch cover on Doug's old boat? Uh, yeah. yeah. Saint it. <laughs> I, wonder if Mark's, I wonder if he's selling it or something. Or just, no, I think he's just, t- he's just, there was like a few little things. I'm not going to get into it, but gotcha. there's a few little things that they're they're trying to help him sort out. Just get it. Okay. You know, it's yeah, a yeah. guide boat now, so it's yeah. going to take some beatings and sure. just needs a little love every yeah. once in a while. Did you see, and I wouldn't. I enjoyed the cinematic creativity of this guy that made this. But did you see that old World War II German footage where they they added like subtitles of oh the tarpon? tarpon season? Yeah, God. Uh, you know what? It's just trust fund people. Trust fund trust Farian showing up in their their Drake outlaws <coughs> to come ambush our tarpon. I mean, hey, dude. If it wasn't for people like that come down there, you wouldn't have a job guiding. It's well, just like the whole thing is just so like I can, ridiculous. I can, I can get a I can get with them on the like the transient guide thing. I can see how that yes. would hit a hard spot for them. I can get on them about people who are in who are inconsiderate. Like don't get me wrong, there's a lot of rules down there that nobody tells you. There's no fucking signs yeah. that tells you. But I go out of my way to try to be to the point of like doing too much in order to not offend yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. like Me because too. because I don't know the rules and I even, get who he's mad I yeah I I'm get not that gonna, but I'm even not gonna then, mention like, as a transient person who comes down there every year to chase tarpon during the tarpon season because yeah. why would you not want to if you have the means to do but it realistically he probably doesn't you probably don't affect him because like you're saying you're doing the right thing I'm so trying to and I may I may fuck up on accident no, but, but I'm not at the end of the day you're doing purpose. the right things yeah. I know what he's talking about though because but it's still it's just <laughs> I had a hard time with that one too. I got all of it, but I'm like, bro, like you guys charge fifteen hundred dollars a day 
Nobody else in the flats yeah. fishing world charges fifteen hundred dollars for a day of fishing, yeah. other than people in the Seychelles. Even if it's a thousand. I mean, but I mean, I'm like, not everybody can afford that. So, like, if the guy on the John boat shows up trying to fish in the string, it's because he doesn't have fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah. We a like day tarpon to... just like you like tarpon. <laughs> you like tarpon. That's why you yeah. started guiding for him. Exactly. It's like, bro. Like, I mean, I get where you're coming from. It interferes with your life and your business. And I understand that a lot of people really are. And there are people like the drone shit he's talking about. Like, there are people maliciously just trying to self-aggrandize yeah, off yeah. of these fish. I get that. By all means, burn them to hell. And the whole Instagrammer thing comes in, and the yeah. whole advertising thing comes in. I I, I understand the, it. I get all of it. But sometimes it just gets so like, okay, dude. Like, I, and I I actually kind of enjoyed the little clip. Yeah, it was funny. It was funny. It was funny. Tarpon on you, or what was he? Yeah. What were they saying? Tar. I, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, that was right. our that was our social media commentary for the day. Remember when we re- used to read tweets? <laughs> That we get back into that. Yeah, that was we, fun. We ought to start doing that again. I don't have Twitter though. I have to look it up. All right, Mike. Bye, guys. Let's go get a beer. Yeah, we ain't had but five. Comes quick, that's what a small nips in it all. Well, I meet you in the middle if there really is one. <laughs> you always told him <laughs> you hit it, you, you know, know it. it. <laughs> I'm falling so long, it's like gravity's gone, and I'm just floating. So that's a classic right there. I said gravity is gone. Oh, I've been falling so long, it's like gravity's gone, and I'm just floating.